we've got audio working. Thank goodness. Yeah, so we're good to go. Uh, I should good? warn you. I should warn you guys. I know next to nothing about what we're talking about tonight. Really, you don't know anything about Batman? Batman? I know the games. Okay. Um, I am going to bring them up because that was that was one of my main points. Well, it I is don't in the know list. the game, so you've got yeah. one up on me. Well, I've played, I've read the comics based on the games, but I haven't actually played any of the Arkham. Oh, games. see, I did both. I love those games. They're like my favorite games ever. Now they're very. I'd good. like to play them, but time. Yeah. Uh, they do take some time because, like, they aren't they are. uh, cyclical. And, and I'm are. also not a console gamer, so that uh, doesn't really help. You can get them on PC. Yeah, but I heard they're shit on PC. Um, well, I know Arkham Knight was fucked on PC, but we can talk about that after the fact. So why don't we actually start the episode? Um, I are guess. we all good to go, I guess? Yeah. All right, gonna everybody. Gonna We're going to try this. This is take two. Welcome to Dance Robot Dance. I'm Mark. I'm here with Stu. Hello. Christy. Hey. Tim's here from Atlanta. Woohoo. Awesome. All right. So I, what's everybody up to? How you guys doing? Doing well. Pretty good. Yeah. Just eating chicken. You know, eating is my thing apparently in this podcast. On, on the podcast. Of course, you have to yeah. eat into your microphone. That's great. Mm-hmm. I, I just ate literally what has been deemed the best burger in America by Alton Brown. And, and your I, thoughts? I fully agree. I, I mean, it's not my first time having it. It's from this place called H&F uh, Burger in Atlanta. And I'll I'll talk a little bit about it because it's actually kind of fun. It started at like this um, fancy upscale pub. And every night at like 10 o'clock, they would roll out like 24 burgers. That's all that they would do for the night. And you had to get there like two hours before to order wow. one. And Sounds amazing. And uh, they, like, have a fucking bullhorn and say, like, it's burger time! And it's, like, a big fucking thing, and it literally is the best burger I've ever had. That's awesome. Have you yeah. watched uh, Have you watched any more Archer? Uh, I'm up to, like, the seventh episode or something like that now. And so I got through it. that quote that you said where it was, like, if I wanted a kid, I would scrape together all your mistakes and knit a onesie for it. Yeah. And I ruined it for you, so it probably didn't kill you the way it killed me the first time. <laughs> Not as much. Uh, I did. I just finished the uh, the blimp episode where Archer keeps telling everybody that like the blimp's gonna fucking explode, even though it's filled with helium and not yeah, hydrogen. He's smacking the shit out of everybody. Yeah. I love that he's like, "You're gonna fucking kill us." <laughs> I do remember that one. It's That's a like, solid yeah, episode. That episode's awesome. Yeah, and uh, uh, fuck Chris Parnell's character is fucking the girl who keeps oh, her name and choking her at the same time and oh cheryl yeah, yeah. Well, cheryl's legit like my favorite character on the show everything <laughs> is so dark with her all the time yeah. oh. you start getting into the weird like choking stuff <laughs> with her and it's i'm all yeah. about pam really i knew you'd be a pam girl <laughs> pam's just mean? in there pam's just in there like dropping a deuce while they're fucking yeah. <laughs> She just, I love Pam because she doesn't give a shit. Pam's just Pam's. like, I am who I am. I'm big and I'm beautiful and I'm into sex and tattoos. Yeah. Sex and tattoos. That is Pam. That yeah. is totally Pam. Good impression. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but Pam was based off of me. Really? Oh, I, I'm glad you all sounded surprised. I would have been real upset if I was like, oh, no, yep. Yeah, yeah I see it. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Accurate. As I said, you're eating chicken. <laughs> that's awesome while dropping a deuce mm. uh, <laughs> are you in your bathroom right now Christy? That's, that's efficiency basically 
I wish I was in my bed. You're right. It would be efficient. I would never leave if I just had a bed toilet. <laughs> a bed toilet? Bed that sounds really. That sounds really messy. Yeah. No, no, no. It would have to be clean because it's a bed toilet. It'd be designed to be a bed and a toilet. A I mean, bed toilet. You, you need to what draw you, plans for this. What if you fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> well, how? I mean, your butt's always going to be on your bedoilet. <laughs> I mean, oh what are you, you going to miss? Like, if you fall off, you're surrounded by cushions and love. Like, I don't think there's any. I don't think. Okay, guys, I'm patenting this. The bedoilet <laughs> is going to be a thing. Everyone's going to be like, wait, don't you mean the bidet? And I'll be like, no, and give them my card. And it'll have, like, a picture of just a person snoozing but dropping a deuce at the same time? Um, while their teddy bear smiles on. I don't, like, I don't think you're supposed to poop laying down. I don't think that <laughs> your body's designed to work that um, way. Your body's not designed to poop sitting the way you're supposed to sit on a toilet either. They have yeah, proven that with multiple scientific studies. Yeah, but that's why they invited the, invented the squatty potty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, so, but you're trying to like do it even more counterintuitively <laughs> than sitting down. Oh, I'm I, sorry. How much of your day do you waste... Wasting, <laughs> like not enough. Much, apparently, it's my favorite time I of sit, day. It's the only time I'm alone. That's the, well, yeah, that's when I start like reading up on what I've missed the day before. It's when I only feel safe there reading politics because I don't think yeah. that I'll make a mess anywhere else. Yeah, that's the only time I read about Trump mm-hmm. <laughs> on your bedoilet. Yeah. To be fair, that's when I note our wrote my notes for the show today was on the toilet. So there you go. <laughs> I don't think toilet I'd, is the best place. I don't think I'd want to read about Trump while I'm on the toilet because then I'm partially in bed and that just gets gross. Yeah. That is kind of gross, actually. I'm willing to bet that somebody in Japan has already invented a bed toilet. Oh, I'm sure. How dare you? So we'll have to, we'll have to check that one out. We'll have, we'll have to Google that. That could yeah. be our uh, that could be our follow up for next I'm week. Do it right now. <laughs> oh God. Bed toilet. And then the uh, knockoff so version have... comes from China. I have oh, kind son of... of a bitch. <laughs> is it really? Is it actually, is there a thing? Yes. Oh my God. That's disgusting. No. What if you hit your sheets? I don't understand. Because you can't pee and poop at the same time. That doesn't make sense. Isn't what we're describing basically just a bedpan? Like that. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that, is that not something that has existed okay. since fucking Now we have times? to cut the whole beginning of the episode because we just all sound like assholes. <laughs> We're well, doing this shit in hospitals forever, like. guys. <laughs> I'm still uh, gonna try and make it work. <laughs> you, so, uh, I, you, I, you let us know on a weekly basis how how that's gonna happen. Hey guys, I'm I'm a millennial. Anything I put my mind to can come real, right? <laughs> I can do it. Yeah. Mom and Dad told me I was special. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a special snowflake. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, I'll see you guys. Episode seven, the Bedoilet begins. <laughs> Return of the Bedoilet. I'm, actually, we should probably name the, this week's episode that the Bedoilet Strikes Back. Bedoilet, yeah. The Phantom Bedoilet. Oh, I the don't d- want to read the it. Dark Bedoilet Returns. I guess. Maybe? <laughs> yeah. I do not want to. Re- I do not want to see the Bedoilet Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would go well <laughs> for boy. anyone. The Fellowship of the Bedoilet. Ooh, I like that. Oh, Two Bedoilet Towers. <laughs> so, uh, I think I've already a... talked on here about the, like, annual Tolkien 
movie marathon that we do last year we found ourselves uh just randomly making up tolkien like sex moves and the two towers was definitely one of them <laughs> mm-hmm. how does like, that okay describe your theory on what the two towers <laughs> we, is we didn't really describe them we were just like you know basically coming up with like you know like things like uh dirty sanchez and that sort of thing like we were just saying like this would be a good name for a sex move mm-hmm. the two towers was one yeah uh raw and wriggling was one <laughs> um taking the hobbits to isengard was one <laughs> uh, i think return of the king was one as well yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> the battle of the five armies definitely works as one too <laughs> Now I kind of want to just go into like Urban Dictionary, write these all out, and just come up with weird shit, <laughs> and just leave them there for the internet to discover. Like I think that would be the mouth of Sauron. Yeah, I think I think that was one as well. Actually, I'll have to go back and like look at my Facebook. It was one of those things we were like kind of live, live Facebooking as we were yeah. coming up with them mm-hmm. at like fucking four in the morning. As yeah, I remember. See, I think I remember. Was it last year you did that? Yeah, I think I remember seeing them the next day and just being like, "You guys are." I really should have gotten to that. (laughs) (laughs) This year. Book off some time in December or some weekend in December and we'll do it. Is it it December? I can do that. Yeah, that's when we usually do it. Easily. (laughs) It is quickly. We could record like, we could put like eight episodes of fucking Dance Robot Dance in the Can just recording. We'd just be like, everybody's shithouse watching Lord of the Rings. Just just hear our like steady decline into (laughs) insanity. Yeah. Where we just start, we think that we're actually making up sex moves, but we're all just being like, they're the Nazgul. I'd be super interested to hear like the the eighth hour of that podcast where we're literally falling apart and we're just about we're just about to like start into the Hobbit movies. Or how do you do it? Do you go Hobbit and then Lord of the Rings? Yeah, we did the Hobbit movies first uh, and then uh, Lord of the Rings. And this was the first year that we did all of them back to back because it was the first year like they were all out and released. Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't, I still got to sit through those Hobbit movies. I have not. (laughs) Watch the extended versions because there's a lot more in terms of like character development and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, They're definitely worth it. And there's, yeah, it doesn't feel as like fucking hastily thrown together as the theatrical cuts do. Yeah, oh, I didn't. Yeah, like I said, I never even went to the like the Lord of the Rings ones. I was in like first day to see them all, but like the yeah. Hobbit, I don't even really like the book. I know this is probably really? like I'm gonna get killed for saying this, but like yes. I don't overly love the book too much. Like it feels really kiddy compared to the Lord of the Rings books. Well, yeah. So I get like uh, Alicia feels the same way. Alicia's my wife, listeners, who is getting a master's degree in Tolkien studies. Uh, well, I mean, it is. It was a kid's story, and then yeah. they kind of said. They kind of said, make another, you know, Hobbit story. And he's like, and here's Lord of the Rings. And they kind of went, <laughs> oh, okay, then. This is different and much better. Yeah, they were they were surprised. <laughs> it explained. Well, the thing is that the Hobbit, the Hobbit had no, like, the Hobbit was all about instant gratification because that's what kids yes. do, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, Lord of the Rings was. Mm. Yeah, every, every chapter in The Hobbit was its own little micro story. A little mini adventure. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was it, it. I when I look at the Hobbit, it, it reminds me of a D and D campaign where each chapter is its own little session. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it plays out nicely like that. Whereas you know, if you were doing Lord of the Rings style D and D campaign where you're just fucking walking from one point to another forever, <laughs> that would be a shitty D and D campaign. <laughs> it really, really Agreed. would. It's true. 
Made for a good Kevin Smith joke, though. So it did. <laughs> made for a great Kevin Smith joke. Um, walking speaking and of walking him, and walking. Tim, did you see the uh, the story today? Like he's going in to direct uh, an episode of Supergirl as well this year. Like he's already no, doing no, a Flash episode. Yeah, he's, he's going to do. He did that. a good job on his Flash episode. So yeah, it was excellent. Yeah. Like I know he's already confirmed to do one Flash episode. Yeah, but he's going to do a Supergirl. I'm kind of hoping he gets into Arrow and can maybe like redirect the ship a little bit. <laughs> correct Arrow a bit. <laughs> correct. Yeah, because yeah. that show's turning into a nightmare. But well, the yeah. directors the directors don't really have the power, unfortunately, to uh, to redirect. No, that's the true. Shows. On TV shows, it's not that's not the way. It would be nice yeah. if like. Kevin Smith did a really good run on Arrow, or Green Arrow, I guess I should say. Yeah. And it would be nice if yeah. they would, you know, if maybe take him, some pointers for it. If they could bring him in, into the writer's room. Yeah. I was going to say, if they brought him in to do writing, that could be that could be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of sort of crossover universes, since there's going to be that whole, like, uh, Supergirl and Arrowverse and uh, crossover thing, uh, I also saw today something pretty interesting, which is that uh, the... Justice League Flash might have an encounter in the Speed Force with Grant Gustin Flash. Yeah, I saw that. That looks that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I think that would be an awesome way for them to sort of tie the movie universes and the TV universes together if they're and I hadn't even thought of that before that they could just yeah. be fucking like parallel universes, you know, have have like an Earth 1 and an Earth 2 kind of thing. Well, my theory on those were always like all of these things are happening like the uh they're all on multiple earths. They're just different earths. Right. So like the comic earth can be this, like a different one from the TV earth can be a different one from the movie earth, blah, 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 blah. blah. And you could tie them together that way. If you wanted to like get weird and Grant Morrison about it. So (laughs) did you guys ever see, don't pretend that Grant Morrison invented the fucking multiverse. He just, no, but I mean like, I'm just like, he's, he's obsessed with it and really get a lot to bring it back. So, He's obsessed with it, except he's been promising to write a multiverse comic for fucking how many years now and has not done it? Yeah, but he's super busy talking to aliens and doing peyote or whatever the <laughs> fuck Morrison does. <laughs> yeah, did generally you, being an angry, cranky old motherfucker. Did you uh, guys or, s- wait, did we, did we jump ship? Like, Did I miss oh, something? Wow. We started talking about Alan Moore now? or <laughs> That too. I think, I think Grant Morrison is uh, well on his way to subsuming Alan Moore. Could you eat Alan Moore? That's a lot of hair to eat. <laughs> probably pretty unpleasant. Uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of incense. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of wizard. Yeah. Yeah, but a eating lot, the lot of wizard meat to choke down. <laughs> if that's what she said. If you can think of it, there's a, there's already a porn made of it. So yeah, rule thirty four. Oh, that's yeah. gross. <laughs> I'm having a mental image already, and I'm having problems with it. Yeah, Christy's just uh, <laughs> thinking to herself while she stuffs her face with chicken. <laughs> well, you see, if you said stuff her face yeah, with meat, we would be we would stay on theme. That's true. <laughs> no, there's uh, probably a point about me doing this right now since it's been projected on uh, Google Hangouts for 30 seconds. What, like <laughs> a blonde girl eating on on a webcam? No, me I, I, eating on a webcam. Oh, okay. Super well. That's entirely yeah, with a possible. Mega Man pillow behind me. An upside down Mega Man. It's upside down Mega Man pillow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I'm not that classy. <laughs> better, awesome. better. Right side up. <laughs> but that's um, amazing. Yeah. No, I, I, I need to watch the Flash, but I hear that the TV version is the best version they've seen in a long time. It is. Yeah, it's great. It has been really good. Mm-hmm. It's very well done. The having Mark Hamill come back as the fucking uh, trickster was yeah. amazing. Um, 
the fucking the way that they did Grodd, the way that they did King Shark, both of those mm-hmm. were really really good. An amazing Their version but, of Captain Colt is yeah. fucking fantastic. Yeah. So much yeah. so that he ended up like they landed him in Legends of Tomorrow just because they liked the actor so much. So. Yeah, he was really good in that. Their their yeah. version of the Rogues in general has been uh, pretty good. I think. I mean, there have been a couple. There have been a few hiccups, but, but but overall, I mean, for a, a you know twenty something episode a season TV show, it's been pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, overall mm-hmm. and I, I felt the same way about supergirl like i feel like out of the four those are the two stronger ones i mean uh, arrow's a fucking shit show now the first <laughs> yeah. two seasons were good yeah and legends of tomorrow is pretty uneven like to me by the end of it but yeah it had some, yeah it, had it started s- out all right and then there was some filler and then yeah. it sort of ended strong yeah yeah no i need so to look i need to give i need to give the supergirl a a uh, I need to finally sit down and actually watch that thing. I watched the uh, pilot when it leaked like a year and a half ago, and I was just I was not impressed. But I, I've I keep hearing good things. It took like five episodes for it to kind of like find its stride. It was very like oddly super CWE yeah. at first, and then yeah. which is weird because it was on CBS before, and now it's now it's on the CW, so yeah. now it's the CW show. But. Uh, once it caught its stride, like it, they did a really good job. Their version of the Martian Manhunter, like, is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a little concerned about them adding Superman, just because, like, that's a big, big marquee big character. Step. Yeah, seriously. And he Dude. also he also looks like Superman. Um, was it? Uh, what's the one where he get, he's been sort of stuck underground forever? Was that Flashpoint? Yes. Yeah, he he, he looks like Superman from Flashpoint in this, like just. Or he's all weak, weak and emaciated, and yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he was a he was a little he's a little skinny guy, but yeah. I really wish they could have just given it to Tom Welling. That would have been amazing. But that would have been awesome if they had done that. Yeah. Why? But Tom Welling well, just, was was the guy that played Clark Kent on Smallville. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he yeah. he I think he would have done a great job, but uh, I'm sure that they had their reasons for not doing it. But still, yeah. Although I don't know. Everybody wants to t- claim a character and make it their own, even though these, like this, characters like Superman and Batman and um, all these others, have such hardcore mythos. Um, yeah, mythos to them that you don't really have a ton of wiggle room, especially yeah. on a TV show. This is true. Well, the when I when I saw the photo of this new guy who's playing Bat, or Superman and he's all skinny, um, you know, looks like a pipe cleaner. My immediate kind of thought was that look, that doesn't look like Superman. But then I thought, like, actually, how would Superman get strong? I mean, if if we grew up in a world where you know the heaviest thing was the weight of a like a pipe cleaner, <laughs> how would we ever build muscle? He's got like bench press mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Bench well, press show him, there's there's shit. Silver Age stuff. You sh- they show him like yeah. moving planets around for exercise and stuff like that. Just yeah. to like the physics of that, that totally of works out. Average yeah, Wednesday. Wow, come on! Yeah. It's uh, it was the Silver Age. We weren't worried about physics yeah, back then. This is very true. <laughs> that was good times. It's awesome. Um, did anybody else? I, I was online today and like nerding out because they've added a bunch of details for uh, Star Trek Discovery. Did anybody else see? What I Email sent captain. <laughs> I didn't. Well, like the story, like from what I saw, wasn't like female. Well, it might be a female captain, but the lead is definitely going to be female. Oh, I thought you yeah. said email captain. Email captain. All digital. All digital. Called Star Trek Discovery for a reason, guys. <laughs> yeah, man. This is the fucking sentient email. email. <laughs> 
That would be amazing. It's it's Clippy from Microsoft Office. He's the captain. <laughs> I already hate this show. I hate you too. Captain's log. Mail or, delivery subsystem. Yeah. Delivery to the following recipient failed permanently. And then it crashes the fucking computer because it's taking up too many resources on its eight megs of RAM. It and looks the, like um, you're trying. Sorry. Yeah, the discovery is actually just a subway. That a person was riding for the first time. Yeah, it's entirely possible. It looks like you're trying to discover a galaxy. Would you like a template for that? <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Oh, God, yeah. that would be great. Yeah, but the information right. they leaked today was kind of like, it was actually some details behind it. It's 10 years before the original series, so yeah. it's going to be set before Kirk, but just enough around the time where they'll be able to play with that, the look and style of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 13 episodes, the lead will not be the captain, oh. will be female, will be a lieutenant commander, so not following, I think Fuller said, like, they're not, they didn't want to follow the captain around, all the shows t- generally yeah. kind of revolve around the captain, yeah. and I think that's an interesting take, too, because, like, you, you see it probably more in TNG the most, where you have that, like, Picard is at a distance kind of thing, where they do the episodes where they're focused on somebody else, and Picard's that removed authority figure yeah which would probably be more deep space nine deep space nine had a lot of that as well though a lot of episodes that weren't focused on cisco yeah but he was always still like the main character of the show like it's never it's never like that was a that's a massive ensemble cast for like and really deep space nine is the least like if you're gonna say standard star trek least it's the most yeah, it's the most divergent of the bunch. It's still my favorite, but it's the most divergent in terms of like That's your favorite? The style of the show. I love Deep Space Nine. Yeah, Deep Space Nine and TNG. Agree. The only thing I liked about Deep Space Nine was Odo. Really? <laughs> I the war, loved like, the, him. The war storyline is like my favorite thing ever. I think it's fantastic. Cardassian War? Well, the Dominion War. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea what you're talking about, man. <laughs> you never watched Star Trek? I watched... Uh, uh, next generation a few episodes when I was a little kid, but not too much after with that. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen every episode of every series at least once. I've sat through all of Voyager. Uh, oh yeah, I'm, like, I'm still easy. waiting for my. I'm still waiting for like the badge or my money back or whatever from that because that was a. <laughs> from I've watched Voyager, Voyager multiple times. I, 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 I genuinely like enjoy Voyager. Okay, well, yeah, Voyager's favorite. great. Voyager's great. <laughs> yeah, okay, I dressed Agreed. up as Captain Janeway when I was nine. Nice. For Halloween. Not just regular everyday life. I mean, I would have, but... Can we, agree to... Can we agree to disagree? Because <laughs> I mean, I... Deep Space Nine is the best Star Trek. It's either that or the, like TNG or the original series. Those are the three best ones. TNG is still my favorite because the characters in that are just fantastic. But I don't know. I, maybe it's because Voyager was my first Star Trek. Uh, well, I see, right, Millennial, so Voyager would have been the one that was on the air when you were young. That makes sense, actually. I have yeah. watched all of The Next Generation, though. I'm actually rewatching it again on Netflix. But you didn't watch it, like, as it aired. Like, fucking TNG was a massive phenomenon when it oh, first Oh, yeah, I watched, I watched, like, bits of TNG, but, like, I, it was more reruns, like, that were happening, because yeah. um, it ran at the same time as Voyager a lot of the time. Mm. The, uh, the, cr- the uh, best of both worlds, like, the two-parter, that weight, that summer oh. weight, like, fucking... Killed me when I was. I don't, what year? That would have been like eighty nine, ninety. I would have been like ten. Yeah. I died that whole summer waiting for that, like waiting for them to come back for that. Yeah. So, and every time they did a two parter after that, I was like, "This sucks 
why can't you do a good one again? <laughs> they didn't. It's like they never. They didn't remaster the like cliffhanger till Deep Space Nine started doing the war, and then they was like, okay, now you you got to write again. But well, agree to disagree. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just no, I'm, the, I'm the super curious about this. Like, are you guys excited for the, like? Does this sounds like I don't know how many you guys all sound like Trekkies now. Like I don't know. But like, <laughs> I am. I, I have not watched Enterprise, but I watched all the others and really enjoyed them. Um, and yeah, I'll definitely watch New Trek. Yeah, I'm super stoked to have like a serialized, like 13 episode, like Netflix style kind of Star Trek. That's yeah, that's what I'm right on my alley. And I yeah. think I like the idea of uh, of the captain not being the main character because it gives the idea that it might not be necessarily like, hey, let's you know spend 80 percent of our time on the bridge because that's what most basically all the series have been like all bridge crew kind of thing. So if it's more like from the point of view of an actual like, you know, day-to-day sort of run-of-the-mill crew member, I think that would be pretty cool. Christy, what is wrong with you right now? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're... The look on her face is like super funny. Did you just, just did you just Alf get a just picture? Came on TV. It was What's dramatic chip. Alf did? Alf just came on TV. And is, is his mouth too him. big? And it I, yes, I hate him. I hate him so much. <laughs> no, I hate him so much. Oh. I'm getting emotional. I hate him. All right, guys. This is, this is where we have to refer you back to the last episode where we spent almost two hours getting Christy to try and vomit on her microphone. Oh, I hate him. Oh. <laughs> is it really just because his mouth is too big or is there other oh, visceral no, he's reasons? so scary. Alf is so scary. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm getting really emotional thinking how, about it. How like, did we Alf not so talk scary. about Elf last week in our episode about like, things? That... It was like it was like how we didn't talk about Totoro very much. The, the only <laughs> thing scary about Elf is that it lasted longer than one season. That show's fucking horrible. <laughs> it's really terrible. Oh, but I'm so a... glad he got caught at the end. <laughs> it had an epic theme song, though. I do remember that. That was one of my favorite parts of Elf. What sound. Oh, sorry. I think that's that's on my end. There's a fan in the room that I have no control over. That's okay. We can we'll filter you out afterwards. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we were talking about um, Star Trek. We were talking about Star Trek, <laughs> and so you freaked Elf. out. But that, like, honestly, tangenting off into you freaking out, that was awesome. I wish I'd taken. A, I should have taken a screen grab of your face. No, and put it up it. as like the picture for the episode. Just put it on the Facebook. I was thinking <laughs> about it. Yeah. Don't no. I'd get doxed. I get doxed so hard. <laughs> It was the, uh, what's the word, the dramatic tri- dramatic chipmunk sort of dun, look. Dun, dun. Oh, wait, this is the camera. Yes. <laughs> you got to yes. the camera. <laughs> One moment. Viewers at home, I'm blonde. <laughs> yeah, very blonde. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. But yeah, um, no, so I'm actually, the reason I'm really pumped is what you were saying, Mark, about Star Trek with um, the 13-parter, because that was the thing with, with it being all the time they constantly there was always a couple episodes a season that were kind of yeah what are you talking oh yeah in terms of like yeah well they're doing 22 actually in tng they're doing 26 episode seasons i think like those are long seasons they were really long they were like 45 to you know 50 minutes without commercials (laughs) and there was just a lot going on all the time but i think that with 13 the focus is going to be really cool and we've never had a star trek that could have that kind of um uh, I don't know that that kind of, uh, I guess focus. Yeah, focus is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, because even Deep Space Nine, like there is like for as great as the war storyline was, like I, it's the best part of the show. But there's still like you'll do two or three really like focused on the Dominion's like war episodes, and then 
zoom back out and do three episodes about the goddamn Ferengi, and it was just like, yeah, okay. Like, when I rewatch it, I tend to skip some stuff, but I, I still, like, I love... Well, that's probably my... That's still my favorite one of the bunch. Yeah. Well, I'm just pumped to see what the the budget and the new technology and everything is going to be like for this new series because the Netflix shows have not disappointed. Well, it's not technically Netflix. It's CBS All Access or something yeah. like that. But oh. they are apparently they are putting the money in. Um, so, But are they giving sort of the creative control that um, things – I mean, if, I'm not sure what the exact business model is for Netflix, but I'm, um, I, I imagine they probably – are a little bit more hands off, uh, yeah. So hopefully they'll they'll sort of allow um, other people, other like other Netflix type systems will be just will replicate almost exactly the same sort of business model and say hands off, give creative control, and let the show actually be run by the people who are creating it rather than the people who are fitting the bills exactly. or footing the bills. Yeah. Netflix does offer a lot of like really cool freedom that way. Mm-hmm. Which, well, I, um, think, I think part of that's because they don't have the time restraint that uh, other shows have. Mm-hmm. You can make your show what it needs to be versus what it should be or what they assume it should be. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see a lot of fluff. Mm-hmm. And they're also not, tr- I mean, they're, they're not getting their money from uh, advertisements, so they don't have to please, you know, these outside body corporations. Yeah, like I'm drinking a Coke because it makes me feel good in when Harry met Sally. Yeah, <laughs> that happened. Was, right? Did it? De- or on the deck of the Discovery? Oh, yeah. that's way better. Yeah. That's yeah. Way better. <laughs> yeah, right. Pertaining to our conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. came out of the replicator. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, no, I'm I'm pumped. I think it's going to be really good. I think it's going to be visually really awesome because the movies have been so intense they have to deliver right yeah well that's the thing too like i'm like super excited to have a star trek that's not like the movies have been fun and i enjoy them but they're not they don't feel like star trek to me they don't so it it would be nice actually i shouldn't say that because i like i loved beyond i thought beyond was a great and i'm a big original series fan i love the feel of that show so like that super like westerny kind of adventure show that the original series really is Um, I'm a big fan of so Beyond was like I was super super happy with Beyond um, like I understand why people would be like oh it just felt like an episode I'm like no but it felt like a fucking awesome episode like yeah. it was a good good episode but that's and, so, uh, sorry I'll let you finish oh no the, the, but yeah go ahead like it was like that's why I'm excited to have like Discovery like or a new Star Trek on aside from the fact that I'm totally going for the withdrawal it's been <laughs> it's got to been more than a decade since Enterprise went off the air, and yeah, I didn't hate sad. Enterprise like everybody yeah. else did. I thought it was it was a step up. It was a step up from Voyager for me, definitely. I wouldn't maybe. <laughs> I, I, no I, th- <laughs> I think one of the reasons I'm looking forward to it is because the movies the movies haven't been as intellectual as I like Star mm-hmm. or Star Trek to be. So yeah, like that's definitely. you know. A lot of the episodes were really like you know thinkers, and uh, the movies definitely have not been. So it'd be nice for them to be able to spend a little bit more time on that sort of thing. Well, I'm sure a huge part of that has to do with the fact that movies they can toss a whole you know massive budget behind, whereas in a TV show, if you're you know if you're, you're 
set costs this much to make, you got to have some episodes where it's like, we're going a lot less on the action and um, explosive sort of side of this. And we're going to um, make the audience think as opposed to just have pretty colorful lights that uh, entertain them for 45 minutes. Or, oh, or you have uh, every planet look basically exactly the same like they did on the original series. With well, maybe six, maybe budgets. Little, a little bit differently, but... <laughs> yeah, 60s budgets, man. They, they were still telling... They're, honestly, they're probably still telling the best stories out of... I think Alf's on again. Is Alf? Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, I'm go screen. on. Are you going to throw up? Because like, <laughs> no. I kind of... I, like one day we're gonna get you to barf on a podcast. And <laughs> I'm not gonna be, barf. I'm not gonna my barf. Favorite thing. I will not today. Awesome. <laughs> today it's, is not that day. No, Mark's <laughs> watching Mr. Robot in the background. Like he's got headphones on. So, oh God, Alf killed a cop. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? First of all, if you're if he's watching Mr. Ro- if you're spoiling Mr. Robot for me, I'm going to be super pissed off. I'm not spoiling. I don't think. Oh God, I don't know. Just... All I know is there was blood everywhere, and it was Elf. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do not remember this episode from my childhood. I'm so no, neither do I. <laughs> is so anybody sad. else screen capturing right now? Because I am. Are you good? No, I hope so. No. was. I'm so upset. I'm going to need a JPEG of that to put on the Facebook page when we post this episode. (laughs) Maybe it's time we move on, Mark, until... uh, I'll I'll probably cut around this a little bit, but I'm super enjoying watching Christy just, like, freak the fuck out. That's awesome. All right. Um, The only other piece of news that I had this week is uh, Transformers. uh, They're putting out a 30th anniversary Blu-ray of the original 1986 movie. Um, I can't believe it's been 30 years. Could you? Yeah, it's crazy. eh? Like I, I still remember. Like I remember seeing it with my dad. My dad took me to the theater to see it, and uh, me and a bunch of other kids in a matinee were crying when they killed Optimus Prime. Oh, wow! Come on, how old you were? Five. We were five when that shit came out. Go fuck yourself. I don't think I saw Transformers first run. I think I oh, I think I saw it in reruns. Oh, okay. My no, parents were very much like anti-violence, so the fact that uh, they would let me watch like any TV show with violence was very rare. The uh, only reason that I was allowed to watch Transformers ever when I was a kid is because it was robots fighting each other and not people fighting each other. So that was apparently okay. Uh, okay. Thanks, Especially mom and Mostly if they'd mom. seen that, that the opening sequence we're well, not the opening sequence but like the, the attack on Autobot City in the 86 movie where it's just like laying waste and killing all the original Transformers it's, like it's actually two for Transformers su- yeah surprisingly I don't know like it's not gory but it's surprisingly graphic for yeah. like they're killing every like all these characters that you've just been watching for two years just dying horribly yeah and it's like this why this isn't a kids movie anymore it's okay. You just need the all spark, and you can bring them all back. Yeah. Wow. Well, oh, yay, Michael Fuck Bay. You, Michael Bay. <laughs> you know remember, the worst um, part is, I still watch every single one of those fucking movies. Eventually, like I still see each one. I dropped out to the second one. I couldn't. I do love anything. the franchise so much that like I, I feel like I have to. But oh my god, it's they're fucking terrible. I will someday, but it will require a lot of alcohol. Uh, wait till you move back to Canada, buddy. We'll do it together. All right, we'll do a marathon. Yeah. That's gonna you know, the Lord of the Rings one will be fun. That one might be like we might be angry about. That. Yeah, we'll, we'll be <laughs> angry drinking, drinking to forget, <laughs> throwing beer cans at the screen. Yeah. <laughs> Every time yeah. Shia LaBeouf comes on, no. Um, 
That was the best part about the fourth one. He's not in it. It's it's, it's they replaced him with Mark Wahlberg. But... Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Actual cannibal what? Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Oh fuck that guy. I hate him so goddamn much. No, uh, you know what's funny? I remember um, listening to the Transformers movies, but they were like really muffled from my mom's ovaries. <laughs> we get it. We're old. Yeah, we're totally. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Fucking millennials. Do I need this to start saying to you again, Christy? Is that what this is coming to? <laughs> oh, no, please that was a look of terror right there. Weren't, weren't we more like at that time? I would have thought we'd be more like, you know, glint in the milkman's eyes sort of thing. Oh, this is 1986. <laughs> How old are you guys? <laughs> I'm still younger than that. Oh my god. Mm, mm. Timmy, we're we fucking. No Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. <laughs> Person, oh, close guys, personal friend of mine. When I, when I first saw Transformers, I was like, oh, the guy from Holes. This seems <laughs> accurate. Actually, I think Shia LaBeouf and I share the exact same birthday. Well, really? that's, that's something to brag about. You can pick up chicks with that information. Oh, yeah. Yo, did you know, baby, Shia LaBeouf, that guy whose name literally means praise the Lord for beef. You know, share a birthday. Shia yeah. the beef. Mm. Oh, baby, the let's beef? do this. That's true. That's, uh, I found the beef. It's in my pants. Wait, is that too far? Why are you walking away, lady? <laughs> oh, time to start again. Have you seen Transformers? <laughs> They're robots in disguise. <laughs> Tim, I feel like we're being mocked pretty heavily right now. I don't know. How no, you no, 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 no. Honestly, this is going to turn into like this is going to turn into like borderline Gen Xers versus millennials. It's the be, podcast. Yeah. It's going to really be a generational thing. Yeah. Okay, What's here's that? the thing, though. Here's the thing. So we can make fun because the Transformer movies for us were the Shia LaBeouf. So like that, you have to you can see that they weren't as good as the '80s, right? That's well, the thing. The '80s timeline with the Transformers in the early '90s was like the golden age for Transformers. To be honest, if you go back and watch it, like the original series is fucking horrible. It doesn't oh, well, stand up. Sure. It does not stand up. Beautiful sentiment to hell at all. <laughs> It is a really bad. It's a pretty. It's it's just standard. There's certain like, episodes that are good. But, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. But it's like even if we're watching it, it's still not like it's pretty rough. We so. can say that about almost anything that was from our childhood, though, because it was pandered to be what it was in that time. Like I don't know. And this is a good point to segue because there's some stuff that does stand up and actually gets better as we get older. And like I watched, grew up watching the uh, 1966 Batman TV show. I remember that. And yes. now I'm watching it again on Blu-ray, and is it- it's it's super fucking funny. Like it's yeah. very, it's weirdly subversive. Like I was, yeah. Like I, all this shit you don't catch as a kid. I was like, oh, that's weird. They're making jokes about, huh? Interesting. Wasn't <laughs> Dustin Hoffman up for the role of Robin on that? Uh, oh, that's okay. That's Jesus. a little inside baseball. You have to like talk to like. I'm sure like Kevin Smith or like Ralph Garman might be able to tell you that, but yeah. <laughs> I just remember growing up watching the show because I was obsessed with Batman, which is our topic for this, like our main topic for this week. We're going to kind of deep dive on the Dark Knight, which that sounds way dirtier than I yeah. intended it to. I mean, no, you intended it to be just that. No, I totally did. I would, yeah, that's awesome. I love Batman. <laughs> Bloosh. If there were um, a fourth, if there were a fourth Nolan film, it would be deep dive in the Dark Knight. <laughs> Deep dive into the green uh, Rio de Janeiro diving pool of the Dark Knight. Uh, and they'd are you guys? Take, 
I was going to say they take the original Batman song, like, na 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 and they just slow it down by, like, 800,000%. <laughs> there's a... Uh, yeah, okay. There's a really good cover. Uh, Eddie Vedder and his daughter do a cover of the Batman theme song. I, I think I posted it on my Facebook feed a couple months ago. It was like, oh, Eddie, you can make me love you even more than I already do. <laughs> do cute things with your daughter and cover the Batman theme song from the 60s. <laughs> fantastic um so this like our little like deciding to talk about batman came up Stu posted a list that was on uh, i think it's screen rant yeah. where they ranked the the incarnations of the batman um and i was i think tim and i were both kind of horrified by their choices so um <laughs> yeah it was kind of rough <laughs> i wanted to talk about uh what our favorite incarnations of batman were and if we because I really don't agree with this, the thing. Like I think the number one on their list was Arkham, the Arkham Asylum yeah. uh, incarnation, which I I don't agree is the best one, but I think it's one of the best ones. It's one well, of my favorite ones. I think what they said was so great about it was you know you got to be Batman, yeah. and which that is, was I'm Batman. Oh, I'm Batman. Awesome. Ah, uh, Bed's Batman now. Uh, <laughs> I just watched that episode the other day. I love that. Like his little rant at the end when he starts. Doing like a Christian Bale monologue. Yeah, that's some fucking quality TV. <laughs> that's my favorite Batman. Abed Batman. That's so, so that you're going. You're going with Abed Batman. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you, you really, that, that's Batman. how you're going to do this. You're going to. That's a super millennial thing to do. I was going to say millennial. That's amazing. But no, no, that wouldn't be my. That's not mine. You guys go ahead. I'll I'll say mine after. <laughs> Do we want to just go through the list, or are we just and? Well, we and can maybe... quickly go through the list. So, like, right yeah. at the top, for some reason, the lowest ranked guy is Adam West, which is complete fucking nonsense because Adam West yeah. is genius in the role. I agree. Um, I th- I think he's easily top five. Oh yeah, for sure. Like that's so definitive. <laughs> like in terms of just like the interpretation of the character, like because mm-hmm. they even have like we'll get to it, but like they have Brave and the Bold ranked higher than him. Brave yeah. and the Bold is just like a jokey version or like a jokier version of that Adam West Batman. Yeah. That was the and guy. Having, that one was, uh, well, we'll Deidre get Baker. to that one anyways. Yeah. DJ Baker. Baker okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so number 16, uh, David Mazuz, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, who plays young Bruce Wayne in Gotham, which he should probably be the lowest one because that show is fucking terrible. Uh, I, I enjoy his take on it. I I think Gotham is doing pretty. Again, it's had missteps. It's not consistent, but it's yeah. had some really good shit. Like it's got an amazing penguin. Uh, Fish Mooney was actually pretty good, which was surprising. Um, Alfred's an interesting character. Yeah, and and the son of a Doctor Who. So there's that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's had some good stuff. Yeah, Mizzou's care like his take on Bruce is act- I mean, it's you can see the transformation starting, and it's it's an interesting yeah. process to watch. Apparently, his mom is actually a, a psychiatrist. She used to be. Um, oh shit! Oh, who's really? the guy? Who, who's the guy who does Nerdist? Uh, Chris Hardwick. Yeah, she she used to be Chris Hardwick's um, psychiatrist, uh, and she uh, uh, she's on and set she all the time. <laughs> she's on, well, she's on set all the time, so I'd imagine like that would sort of you know play. He would maybe be able to ask questions and just sort of get a psychiatrist's point of view for the character. It's it's I like his take on the character. He does. He yeah, plays I, I, the psychological I, torment pretty well. I will agree. With yeah, that. 
Yeah. yeah, I kind of stopped watching it after. Like, I was about halfway through season two and just kind of ducked out. I was, I lost patience with it. So, okay. I may, I will have to go back to it and watch it. But I was not super keen on what I was seeing. So, yeah. so young um, Bruce, he does. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I just said I'm still kind of excited to see it. I haven't had time to sit down and watch Gotham. So young Bruce, I think he starts out. He started out kind of whiny, and I was kind of put off by that. But yeah. I think that that was a choice. Like, I think yeah. they meant to play him that way so that he could, like, have somewhere to go. And yeah. I think he, they definitely have sort of uh, given the uh, showed the progression pretty well so far. And we're only, like, you know, a couple seasons in. He's still, you know, only basically like a teenager kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. And, they're, and it's they're not going the, you know, it, it was just Joe Chill or, you know, whoever um, killed his parents. There, there's more to it. And there's a, a big conspiracy behind it that he's slowly unraveling. And I like that. I like it a lot. And they're building their own mythology around it. So, like, there are have been a lot of sort of bait and switches, which I've really liked as well. Yeah. And uh, that, you know, they've been like, hey, look, this is this character that has a name that you recognize. And, you know, you might think we're going to turn him into this villain or whatever, but then they just fucking turn around and kill him in the next yeah. episode. Yeah. And they did a great job with Riddler. Yeah. Like, Enigma is fantastic yeah. on that show. And, By uh, all rights, I should love the show. I don't know. I just, I, for some reason, it lost. I, I just could not keep it didn't keep my interest long enough to keep yeah, going enough. i felt like i stuck i struggled to get through the first season fair maybe enough. if i sat down and just like binged it i'd probably be better off but yeah. like watching you know, it week to week i was kind of dying with it so it's it's better than arrow so yeah and i'm still watching arrow <laughs> oh fuck i even actually arrow i stopped when they killed laurel that was the end for me so i was <laughs> like this- i'm done this last season on Gotham, I think Mark, you'd like, cause it, it was really like a rebirth. Basically they took a lot of the characters that had been like, spoiler alert. We are always spoil shit on. Yeah. Super spoils. Um, they basically, Hugo, Hugo strange came in and basically revived a lot of the dead villains in sort yeah. of more in like darker and like more sort of super powered kind of ways. So yeah. rather than just being sort of really down to earth and kind of grounded villains, they end up being more comic booky after. And that was kind of how the last season ended was like a huge breakout at Arkham Asylum where all of yeah. these revived villains are coming out and, uh, and uh, including the guy that uh, played who, that everybody was like, Oh, this is going to be the guy that ends up being the Joker. He, and they killed him and everybody's like, well, guess he's not going to be the Joker, but now that card's back on the table as well. Pun oh, awesome. I'd heard they've been doing some interesting stuff with the, like teasing the Joker kind of stuff. Like they're at a different take mm-hmm. on it. Like, and like I said, I'll, I will get back to it eventually. It is Batman and therefore I will. I'm <laughs> obligated by birthright, I think, to have to watch it. Contractually. Uh, yeah. And there have, with the Joker as well, there have actually been – so there have been multiple red herrings. So they had a Red Hood gang. They had yep. this guy named, I think, Jerome that was like a, a circus performer. They've had one or two others as well that that – uh, all of them sort of could have led to a Joker, and that was one of the things I liked that they really sort of kept it ambiguous in that respect. Because that's one of the things I love about the Joker is that his origin is so fucking nebulous. Yeah, is that nobody, you know, they they've retold it so many times, but he's just become such a archetypal character that he, at some point, like they've just said, like he was kind of always there. Well, in it's some always form like, kind of it's like the multiple choice kind of uh, the multiple yeah. choice origin story that he talks about in Killing Joke. Or like uh, what they just did with DC Rebirth, where they said that there was actually been three Jokers. I heard about that, but I haven't read yeah, anything that about theory? it. So. That was that's brand new. They introduced it at the very end of DC Rebirth, um, which was just a one shot that basically somewhat relaunched. It was a, another soft relaunch of uh, DC's 
whole line, but um, they haven't touched on it in the comics yet. I have a feeling it's something that they're going to kind of slow burn, which I think is a good way to do it. But uh, yeah, they basically just said, and and it's sort of like all clicked into place in Bruce's head because he's like, that makes total sense because there have been times where like I thought that he was locked up, but there was, you know, he was actually out active or he couldn't mm-hmm. possibly have done this one thing on his own kind of thing. So uh, I think it's interesting. And one, and the three different versions, one was like this uh, Scott Snyder version. One was like, I think like the Jim Aparo version. And yeah. one is like a really like old school version. So uh, yeah, I think it'll, I think it, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Okay. Should we move on to the, uh, the next Batman on the list? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I ranted a bit there. <laughs> That's why that's why we had you on the podcast, Tim, so you can yeah. add us add Batman insight for us. Yeah. Um, so number fifteen is the nineteen forties film serial Batman, which Anybody I have literally seen this. I've seen I've never seen it. pieces of it. It's no. like it's pretty bad. Like it's pretty rough. <laughs> From the photos I'm seeing, it's um, yeah, wow. it's uh, looks like that's... bad Halloween costume Batman, but uh, like no, that's pretty rough. It's also like if you get into them, it's they're incredibly racist. Like <laughs> sure. It's, a, it's the 1940s. Races. Everything. Oh was. yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's all like yellow panic kind of stuff. It was. Yeah. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty up there. Yeah. So uh, is this is this um, sort of based on the original comic book Batman, where he was a lot more? I can't imagine it would be because the original comic book Batman was like very violent and like would fucking yeah. shoot and kill people and shit like that, and he carried a yeah. gun. But I can't imagine that this serial was anything like that. I could I could see him carrying a gun. It's not like that wasn't allowed back in the day. But um, I mean, may, you know, maybe they wouldn't go overboard on the violence. But still, walking around with a gun. You watch any other film noir detective movie, and they they have guns. Yeah. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched the film noir detective movie. <laughs> um, but in, but in that respect, like anybody that is a Batman fan today, like one of the sort of key elements of the character is that he has a code against not using guns and not killing people and not, and a lot of people don't know that it didn't start out that way. Like when Batman was first introduced, he was very much like a film noir kind of character that uh, definitely did fucking kill people and definitely carried a gun. Yeah. I just can't get over his man boobs in this picture. <laughs> I have a feeling that's just an ill-fitting shirt, but I'm, that's what anyone but, but, with man boobs would say. <laughs> Don't that's what I tell my friends. Yeah, that's, my shirt it's just doesn't fit right, guys. Batman wore it first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but my I wore, parents are dead. I yeah. wore it better. Jesus, Amazing. Bruce, we all know. Okay, you're not Harry Potter. Yeah, bitch tits, uh, bitch tits, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. That implies Batman had cancer. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Bitch Tits Wayne. His name was Bitch Tits Wayne. That's amazing. Um. I am Bitch Tits Wayne's Robin Foot. <laughs> There's beer in this. I'm, I don't know. I am Bitch Tits Wayne's Bitch Tits. Hashtag meatloaf for Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Meatloaf for Batman. But what's, All right. what's the movie. next one? Right along. Moving on. <laughs> See, uh, number that. 14 is Super Friends Batman, which I'm here to pretty much guarantee only Tim and I have probably seen. Yep. Yeah, not even that much. No, I, I don't remember much of it either. I remember, I know, I know Adam West did the voice on the show, um, and I think Burt Ward came back, but maybe not. Really? Um, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was back. They they came back and did the voices on that. Um, but not, like, it's, it's yeah, he's barely, he's not the bat. he's not, this is not, um, 
it's like the 60s show where it's not the the dark uh yeah. nighttime only vigilante. He's smiling in the fucking pictures. Yeah, he's smiling at the picture like Batman uh yeah. one thing they don't friends. do super often. Yeah. Wait, it's it's like, you know, Superman in pajamas. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, and you and you want to talk about ones that sort of age differently? I mean, Super Friends, maybe not Batman specifically, but Super Friends has very much become like sort of a pop culture touchstone. Yeah, in a way that in a way that also the Adam West Batman has, but uh, I mean the serial obviously didn't. Super Friends, uh, also like it's it's one of those things. I think we I'm maybe a little bit too young just to like have really caught it too. So like yeah. re- the '66 Batman show was on repeats. All the time when I was growing yeah. up. Was it on so, like YTV? Didn't they air it like it was either on lunch or like right after school? Yeah. Something like school. that. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember, I remember watching on. it because they would do the hour. Like they would show both episodes. Like because the the sixties Batman show. For anybody who's not familiar with it, it, was formatted where it was like a two parter. And I think originally it played Tuesday and Thursday nights during the week mm. when it was originally airing. So they would air the first part on Tuesday and then air the finale of it like on the Thursday night, like in a half an hour bit. Yeah, so they would always have the the super goofy like Batman and Robin are stuck in a trap. Are they going to get out? Tune in next time, same bat time, same, same bat, bat channel. channel. Yeah. yeah, and then like two days later, you would come back and watch the second part of it. Um, but I remember like watching the reruns. It was always they play the hour together and it yeah, was back to back. Yeah, which was kind of kind of kills the uh, kills the tension, <laughs> the suspense. But it's not like you don't know Batman's going to get out. But I guess when you're a kid, they're like, oh shit. This might be it. Yeah, They're going to kill the title character. How is he going to get away from that shark? Yeah, exactly. It's a good thing he He's has that got... bat shark repellent. Exactly. I love how the bat shark repellent is one of the things I remember the most from that. And then years later, I find out everyone remembers the bat shark repellent. Let, well, that's it's another the... one that became like a cultural touchstone kind of thing. Yeah. And very much like a, a sign of that sort of like campy time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that movie. Uh, that's a weird sit. The uh, the sixty six Batman movie. Like they, the, there is yeah. a, a ninety minute like full length feature. I do, I need to see that someday. I've seen parts of it. It's, and it it's on looks... Netflix right now, as far as I know. Is it? Uh, so you can probably go watch. It. I think I, it comes up every once in a while because I've watched The Dark Knight four hundred times on Netflix. So I'll just put <laughs> it on when I'm bored and rewatch it over and over again. Well, um, while we're talking about campy takes. What's next? Oh, on we're gonna list? we're gonna go to the next yeah. one. You want to talk about camp? Next on the list. Oh. This is where camp. This is where camp becomes super sad because the next oh. one is George Clooney, oh. uh, Batman oh. and Robin. Oh, yeah, literally fucking. the first time in my life I came out of a movie theater horrifyingly <laughs> fucking angry at what I had just seen, and I sat through fucking Batman Forever and was like, I can live with that. It's campy. Yeah. It's campy, but it's not that bad. This yeah. was this is the abortion of the Batman franchise, oh. yeah. which is yeah, really it, it, it really is should yeah, not have like, been born. When when they say when they say uh, not even once for meth, fucking Joe, Joe Schumacher was not listening when he made this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, this was. Which, I, I remember seeing like I remember seeing this when I was a kid, and it was just before I started to really be able to tell what was good film and what was bad film. <laughs> So I enjoyed it. And then I watched it a few years later. I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's horrible. It's I also the movie the that killed. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Christy. It's, I, just, I just remember the nipples. That's my contribution. Yeah. That, uh, actually, that, that, did that not start in, in Batman Forever? I'm sure they were there in Forever. But may have been. I might be wrong. I remember They're the super group. prominent. They're super I, prominent in Batman and Robin. Amongst uh, between that and the... Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze. Yeah. And the, uh, 
I, Everybody uh, freeze. It's going to be like, this is like kind of off topic and kind of weird because I'm going to go promote another podcast. But Kevin Smith is a commentary. And I probably talked to you guys about this before. On Fat Man on Batman, you can go back and find commentaries where he and Mark Bernardin do commentaries over the original four, like 89 through whatever the fuck this monstrosity happened. <laughs> they do commentary for all four movies. And like the first two, they're taking it pretty seriously. But like, although to be fair, he, he really shits on Batman Returns an awful lot. But yeah. uh, he does, by the time he gets to the fourth one, it's just like, I don't know, just like he can't even make fun of it anymore because it's like, this is just a two hour long gay joke. It just makes me it's sad. not even a joke anymore. <laughs> I'm so bummed out. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Batman Returns, the next one, this is where I think I, I got a little weird with this list. Michael Keaton. Yeah. At number 12. Wait, I have really? two things to say about George Clooney Batman. Oh, we're going to go okay. back? Oh, one, this movie rant. is what killed my crush for Alicia Silverstone. Mm-hmm. And, oh, And two, enough. I feel like George Clooney could have been a good Batman if he had a good fucking script. Yeah. Uh, I think he, he could have been a good Bruce Wayne. I'm not sure about Batman. Yeah, <laughs> I just but... don't feel like he's got any edge to him at all to do the, the Batman part of it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe. It's definitely a very dual character. Yeah, I don't know. I agree with Tim. I think he could have, like, if he was given a challenge, because that's one thing Bruce, Bruce, <laughs> that's one thing George Clooney always, always has said that Rises he needs to. is a challenge. Yeah, and he's he played some, some fucking dark characters. Dark I mean, they're not. To. Yeah, they're not his best known roles, but he no. has played some fucking dark characters. True. Yeah. I think the thing is that yeah, it's the script. I mean, you can only do so much with a shitty <laughs> script. Akiva yeah. Goldman, who wrote Batman and Robin, is an Academy Academy Award winner. Like that motherfucker has an Academy Award, and he also wrote Batman and Robin. Which what did so he win an Academy Award for? I'd have to look it up. Did he oh, fall asleep he... on the keyboard? Is that how he wrote well, Batman wrote and Robin? Script, wrote the script <laughs> for Batman and Robin. No, I think Joel Schumacher watched the uh, watched the '66 Batman movie and was like, "Needs to be gayer. Let's do this thing." Um, I think that's why. No, I'm not going to oh. say it. That's too bad. He he won the uh, Academy Award for a Beautiful Mind, but that was a fucking adaptation. He wrote beautiful so Mind. Oh, well, he wrote the script for it. He didn't write yeah. the book, right? So he just yeah. adapted it. Well, it's, basically, it's, basically, it's basically a tracer, but for movies. <laughs> basically yeah. a tracer. I'm not a fucking tracer. <laughs> I'm not a fucking tracer. <laughs> didn't even ink it. Awesome. All right. All right. So, so well, moving on. One, we're going to move on to uh, Michael Keaton's Batman. Um, see this, And this is where I get a little annoyed. Because at least <laughs> in the first one, I thought he was great. He's a great Bruce Wayne, and he plays a pretty dark Batman. I... Should be higher, probably to me. Yeah, I, I was so. never, I was never a huge fan of his Bruce Wayne. I'm, I'm sorry if that's really? controversial, but I mean I'd that like- that scene where, that scene where <laughs> you know you want to get nuts, come on, let's get nuts. That that ruined it entirely for I'm, me. I'm totally convinced that was just like I'm in the fucking mask the entire time. I'm face to face with like Jack Nicholson, who mm-hmm. is probably like one of the greatest actors of that generation. For sure. And he's like, I am going to act across from Jack Nicholson in a fucking Batman suit the entire <laughs> movie. And he was like, I want to like do a little bit, like I want to do a little bit of business just uh, in, it didn't, in front of Jack Nicholson. It didn't pay off. No, it's still, it was still a weird choice. But While we're talking about that line, have you guys seen the meme going around uh, the last few days that's uh, – you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. But the second panel of it is Michael Keaton in the Batman suit, like in a uh, like bulk barn, like kind of situation, like getting some fucking like walnuts in a scoop. 
with Jack Nicholson, <laughs> uh, his Joker in the background. That's amazing. Oh, I, I have Michael seen Keaton that. from Birdman. <laughs> I like that he's been going on interviews lately, like trying to convince people that like Birdman is not like even remotely autobiographical or like about <laughs> him or like that he's not Birdman. And I'm like, dude, like you were Batman for an entire generation of kids. Like he's not the first name I think of now, but he's still pretty high up on that list. So yeah. how mm. funny would it be if he went in with like a sore throat and had to be like, I'm not Batman. Yeah, I mean, I'm well, not see, Damn you it. See, I feel like you haven't seen the movie because he doesn't do the super. No, like, he doesn't. Rob. He doesn't do the Rob. Yeah. But it would just be funny because that's what so many people like associate yeah. with Batman now. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, awesome. so I a cough drop. <laughs> Instead of this Batman that couldn't even fucking turn his neck, let alone yeah. Talk well, that's 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 pretty voice. common of the uh, that whole. And it's fun, funny watching the movies now, keeping that in mind, watching him turn his whole body. Like yeah. it's it's funny to watch. It is so um, stiff. And it's also like those movies were really weird too because they're always he's over always overshadowed. It wasn't until like when we'll get to Nolan eventually, but like Nolan was the first one who really took an interest in Batman as a character. Mm. Yes. Tim Burton, like he liked the freaks and he liked the villains, so he spends a lot Damn. more time with Joker in that first movie, and then in Returns, which what a fucking nightmare that movie is. I prefer it. No. Uh Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't, uh, uh, I don't know about prefer it, but I definitely I appreciate it. I mean, I thought fucking Pfeiffer did a great Catwoman. Yeah, uh, I it. I fucking like Danny DeVito did an amazing Penguin. Oh, he was a yeah. fantastic Penguin. See, I just think like he's su- he's a disgusting little fuck all the time. I'm like, yeah. why? Is, why is I'm he? Ha- he's a I'm happy for the Penguin to be that way. Yeah, that's a good good take on the Penguin is a fucking lecherous little fucking dis- disfigured weirdo. Yeah, who he like is. A, as opposed to you know trying to play, uh, uh, trying to do the straight role of you know just some um, high class guy who's you know goes out by night and commits crimes. Like mm-hmm. why not you know have someone from the street who's just trying to be high class? Yeah, I prefer that take. Agree yeah, to disagree like again? Oh, yep. <laughs> Mark, you thought this was going to yep. be a big thing, and now you're fucking outnumbered, bitch. Yeah, I totally am. <laughs> totally am. By Batman Returns fans. I fucking hate that movie. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Also, Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Who doesn't look like he actually read the script half through, like half for half the movie. Does he no, ever? I'm, I'm sure I, he was. I don't know. I'm sure they're just like, just say this shit. And he's like, oh, all right. What, I, I can't do a Christopher Walken impression. So. I am I, the mayor of this dark city. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's not bad. That's pretty good. Uh Anyway, moving on, uh, and this is like, and again, this is I'm, like the, the order of this list is really this, strange to me. I, w- I will agree. Because like Val one. Kilmer gets higher ranking than Keaton, I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, no, I, I, I am against that. Um, although I do, I do sort of understand. Like in the article, they talk about what was being done with Keaton's Batman, yeah, um, and sort of going from more the psychological mind fuck that is the inside of Batman's head. I agree with that. That's a like a good way to go with the character but michael keaton's performance wasn't very good oh uh, okay <laughs> i don't super I, I, I like I, out of these three i'm taking keaton every time yeah sorry who did i say there i said keaton yeah you said keaton sorry kilmer oh okay yeah kilmer's performance uh, kilmer. was not very good yeah no kilmer's uh gets stuck and he also gets stuck uh working across from uh I guess at the time, Mrs. Tom Cruise, like Nicole Kidman, yeah. and Mrs. those Tom like <laughs> when those uh, those scenes, like the, the movie grinds to a horrifying halt 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any momentum they built up just grinds to a halt when the two of them are on screen together doing whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah. And then uh, Jim Carrey channeling his best, like, I'm going to go nuts, Jack Nicholson style. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good, I thought it was a good Riddler. His I Riddler like it. was good, but, but it was he, just like, Jim Carrey being the Riddler. He's not, he's not really playing the Riddler. He's just being, he's Jim it's Carrey in the yeah. leotard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's there have been takes on the Riddler that have been very Jim Carrey-ish. I mean, there are also very intellectual takes on it as well. So Yeah, I which think I think is what yeah. I prefer. So Yeah. Yeah. I like. I actually do really like the Riddler interpretation in the Batman games. Yeah, that's like my, the, probably my favorite one. Well, that yeah. there was one, and there's also one, and uh, uh, Paul Dini, who wrote, like he also wrote the animated series, but he did a run on Detective Comics for a couple years, where the Riddler sets himself up as like kind of Batman's official like private detective opposition, and tries to like best mm-hmm. Batman at solving crimes and stuff like that, just that's to prove cool. that he can do it. And uh, Batman obviously clearly just causes him to fail miserably at every turn because he's fucking incompetent compared to like Batman. Um, Especially comic book Batman, who is generally the most hyper-competent human being on the planet at all times. Um, Mark, did you read uh, Zero Year? uh, No. That's where I kind of leave off Snyder. I I got through uh, Death of the Family, and then I kind of draw. I have it all, and I'm going to read it. I I just never sat down to yeah, so Zero Year for our listeners was the uh, series that um, basically they relaunched Batman with after the New 52 hit uh, in the comic books. And uh, it was. Yeah, but it also it, happened three years after New 52 started. It's true, yes. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was it was the Riddler basically as Batman's like first villain. Um, mm-hmm. The Riddler like takes over the whole city, and it is very much more like cerebral take on uh, Riddler. So if, if you like cerebral Riddlers, then that is definitely a good take. And this is what I also this is the movie, and we're going back to Batman Forever, where they 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 do two. They set up in the first Batman movie, the the Michael Keaton movie. Um, Billy D. Williams uh, Lando is going to be Two Face because he's Harvey Dent in that movie. Mm. And then they get to three movies later, and they recast him with Tommy Lee Jones, mm. who yeah. chews two movies the later. fucking shit out of the scenery. Sorry, yeah, two movies yeah. later. But chews the shit out of the scenery and everything he's in, and takes absolutely nothing that's happening seriously the entire <laughs> time. <laughs> I, I, like, I like Tommy Lee Jones' Two-Face as well. It's not I maybe the, my really. Favorite. He's so over the top. I can't. Uh, that's what I can't. It's just do. that I haven't watched this movie in a long time. You should, you oh. should rewatch them because it's it's pretty fucking questionable. Yeah, yeah. I do. One thing I do remember being surprised by as a kid was like, why is the Statue of Liberty in this film? This is it's not New York. It's Gotham. <laughs> um, I was just my mind couldn't quite wrap around that when I was a child mm. for some reason. Different yeah. universe, man. Different. Yeah. Universe. He couldn't couldn't get through that suspension of disbelief. No, no, I could not. <laughs> That opening uh, sure. sequence, though, actually, it's pretty, like, in, in spite of the fact that you start getting, they really early on get into, like, the Dutch tilts, and, like, you can tell Gotham has been completely redesigned to be neon. Mm-hmm. Um, the opening sequence where they just do, like, he goes in, he fights Two-Face, he fights a bunch of goons, he stops a, a robbery from happening. It was like, oh, it's like a Batman movie. Like, what I would have thought, like, a Batman movie is, and then it turns into yeah. kind of like a, it's a much more kiddie take on it than the, like, eight, the 89 Batman movie is dark, and then Batman Returns is a exercise in like grim grim weirdness uh mm. it's so a tim burton batman movie yeah, yeah so by the time they get and i feel like that's the the batman movie he originally wanted to make like just really yeah. really dark 
Um, so by the time they get to this one, they, they it was almost more like a cartoon. They over course yeah. corrected. Yeah, probably a little bit. Well, they they fired Burton. I mean, he's executive producer on the movie, but you, this is not. I don't think he's there much. You know, what there's I mean? none of his stamp on that movie. No, no not there at isn't. All. Not at all. Like even they've even like taken that Gotham that he helped design with uh, Anton First. I think his name is. And like completely gutted it, and everything's giant statues and weird CGI and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. So it's a different, a much different take. Because there's like a there's a fan there's a like a fan theory kind of thing where like this is, uh, these two movies are Batman movies that would be playing in the original like the original two movies universe kind of thing, like the cartoon like Saturday oh, yeah. Saturday yeah. afternoon kind of matinee version of Batman. That's um, interesting story within yeah. a story kind of thing. Kinda, yeah. That's that was that was. I, I saw it thrown around Reddit one time. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. How Shakespearean. Yeah, exactly. So we can move on now to the next one, and I'm not sure if anybody. I have a little bit to say about it because I enjoyed most of this run, but Batman: Brave and the Bold. I um, tried watching it, like a fun. Yeah, well, it's back to camp, but it's also like it's played a little bit more straight, and it's also a show that really showed like Batman's. in a lot, a lot like Spider-Man, and they will team him up with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always mm-hmm. being teamed up with somebody different. And this is the show where they really go kind of deep dive into the DCU and bring in a lot of like younger characters to work alongside Batman. So there's episodes focusing on him and Blue Beetle, the newer Blue Beetle, doing stuff or like... Yeah. Um, I can't doing remember. Stuff. Doing stuff. Just well, doing he's doing, stuff. doing superhero stuff, but he, like, he's the stand-up... <laughs> So a super deep throat? No, I'm yeah, sorry. There we go. Super <laughs> deep dive. Awesome. Did you, not, did you ever watch any of this stuff, Tim? Uh, yeah, I watched the whole series. It was good, and I did definitely. I like what you what you were saying about it too, and that like they brought a lot of uh, sort of lesser known DC characters into the forefront with it. Um, many for the first time that they had since the Diniverse. Uh, mm-hmm. Since like Justice League uh, Unlimited and that sort of uh, storyline, so and I think Diedrich Bader was an admirable uh, choice in terms of voicing Batman. Um, Diedrich Bader, for anybody who doesn't know, played fuck. What was the character's name on Drew Carey? Uh, Lewis was he Lewis? He, sure, let's say he was Lewis. He's one of he's one of <laughs> he Drew, Carey's, the... uh, Drew Carey's two buddies. Not, like, I don't yeah. know. not Ryan Styles. Not yeah, Ryan Styles. Yeah, not Ryan Styles. The other he, guy. He's the he's, guy. He's, he's also the, in Office Space. So yeah. two yeah, chicks at one time, man. Two chicks at one <laughs> time. Yeah, and that's Lewis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, his voice worked perfectly for it. I mean, the tone for it, I liked overall, even though it was a little bit more campy and sort of sixtiesy. But yeah, I think it was good. Yeah, see, this is the show that, like, uh, when my my pseudo nephew, my my cousin's son, started getting into superheroes. Like I could sit down and watch it with them, mm-hmm. and not be like I could pay attention to it and not hate sitting there watching it with him. And he's yeah. loving it because it's it's fun and it's like they're moving around and doing all the superhero stuff that like a kid would want them to do. But I'm like, oh, there's yeah. nice little sly jokes in there that I'm enjoying and stuff like that. So, and this probably came out when Stu and Christy were in like fucking high school and too poor for school. <laughs> yeah, probably in 2008. No, I'd finished high school by then. Oh, yeah. I was going into university already. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. You, you fail again. <laughs> Sorry, just, we just really like ragging on the millennials, I think. Yeah. Now. I think that's going to be our, like, the know. theme of the podcast. Should I just pretend that I'm like 15? <laughs> no, that would be, that would that, just be creepy, I weird. think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> Moving on. And speaking of 15-year-olds, um, 
The War of the Batman is the next <laughs> list. Of it. Oh god, that's, that's going somewhere. Could have gone into so many places. Mike. I know, <laughs> but uh, this is like this is a weird like CGI like a one season long CGI show. Yeah, uh, where they instead of having Robin use katana, um, a younger teenage katana, hence me saying fifteen year olds fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is a show I didn't no, watch a lot of. Fuck fifteen-year-olds, Mark. Well, I said fuckers, not <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, it was a weird. Ever... It was a weird show. It was. Yeah. A weird show. It, it had a weird tone. It never really hit quite right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, who's yeah. putting this ranking system together? It, yeah. I mean, no, the guys at Screen Rant definitely have some answering to do because this is a weird list. I think yeah. this could have should have gone somewhere towards the bottom for sure. Agree. Yeah, yeah, I would have put this. I would have put this below Adam West. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Sorry, I feel like I killed the conversation there. <laughs> no, no, no. It got it got a little weird on the headphones. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. Um, the next one is Injustice: Gods Among Us, which I have played, but I I know there's I don't a com- remember. There's a comic book. That, there is. Like, a com- it's still ongoing, if I'm not mistaken, but I've never read it. Um, it's, yeah, the comic book's in its fifth year. And yeah. uh, actually, the first it's it's been sort of one of those phenomena where like the first few issues came out, and like anything sort of based on a video game, it's really low print runs because they didn't expect it to sell very well. Yeah. But then it really became really popular because it's sort of a darker take on the DC universe, which is already pretty fucking dark. But like, uh, spoiler darkening alert, by the week usually. So. Yeah, spoiler alert: Superman kills the fucking Joker because the Joker mm-hmm. kills Lois Lane, mm-hmm. and that's basically what sets mm-hmm. all the heroes against each other, and that's the premise for Injustice. Yeah, I remember that now. It's um, a pretty rad game, actually, if you play story mode. Yeah, so there's fun. A, yeah. And there's a sequel due this year. I'm, I'm pretty sure they just announced it at E3 that they're the Injustice Two is coming out. If not this yeah. fall, then the, cool. the next fall. Red Hood so. will be in it. While we're speaking of Batman. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and uh, not to brag, but uh, I have all of the original issues of this, and it's the sort of thing where it only came out like a few years ago, but the first issue was already worth like 30 or 40 bucks because it was such a low print run, and it's become really wow. high demand. That's not bad, actually. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, yeah. that's quick turnaround for that kind of pricing, especially yeah, like, yeah. in the market these days. Yeah. That's awesome. So the next one is, it, it's just listed as recent DC animated movies. Which is a super mixed bag. That doesn't make uh, any yeah. sense. Who's rating this? Like that's so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's fucked up. Recent DC animated movies, all of them are number seven. Well, it's weird too because yeah. these are ones that were like you could have one that's super good. Like there is like uh, the animated version of uh, the Red Hood story is actually quite well done. And yeah, Batman and Son was pretty good too. Was it? Yeah, was, but why amalgamate them? I I think, and that's the weird thing too because it's not even like one take on Batman because you get. A bunch of different voice actors. Like I'm pretty sure the Red Hood one, it's Bruce Greenwood is uh, in the role of Batman, and then like the Justice League War and whatever the sequel one to that, I think the Supergirl one, mm. it's back to like good old Kevin Conroy. Um, yeah. In those, so like it gets back and forth, and he's voiced by different guys. So I don't know why you would even like do Let that. Them Some of these movies are really good. Like they're they're super fun sits for like an 80 minute like animated movie. Yeah. Yeah. Shockingly adult for what's like what you're expecting yeah yeah uh, a direct-to-dvd movie like animated movie to be but some of the like the quality is all over the place on these things so it's kind of yeah. hard to say one of the yes, ones i really like uh it was i think it was called gotham knight it was the one basically that was released during the dark knight series uh that, that was, was the it, one that it was, had like it was four a bunch five, of different like, 
Yeah, it had like four or five vignettes. little vignettes in it, kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it was kind of like basically the uh, the what was that Matrix one that uh, came out? Animatrix. Yeah, yeah, the Animatrix is basically the Animatrix for Batman. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, that really was that wasn't even. I don't think they count that in this though. I think that was supposed to be kind of like a bridge between uh, between Begins and Dark the Dark Knight. Dark Knight. So oh. like, it's supposed to be ostensibly set in the same universe. I don't know if it actually yeah. is or not. Like, yeah. Just with different animation styles. Yeah. Well, they they had hired a bunch of relatively high profile uh, Japanese anime directors to do yeah. all the the art and stuff. Like they hired big houses from Japan to do those movies. Mm. They brought Kevin Conroy back. I'm pretty sure he's the voice in those things. Yeah, he is. Um, and they touch on and it's really weird too because the in the Dark Knight they have um, characters that are kind of analogous to. Like Rene Montoya and uh, Harvey Bullock, yeah, and Chris. But in the in that animated movie, they have uh, Crispus and I think Rene Montoya in there. Yeah, Montoya's in there. Yeah, but they use Crispus Allen, who's a huge. Uh, and I'm going to talk about that later. Um, but he's a a big part of one of my favorite Batman centric series, uh, Gotham Central. That's. Uh, more focused on the police dealing with all the stuff that goes on in Gotham, but okay, uh, yeah. So I don't. This is weird. The next one is uh, the Batman, the 2004 animated series, mm-hmm. which is I like this one because it's the uh, the voice actor is Canadian. Oh, is he? Yeah, born in Toronto. <laughs> Ooh, fancy. Who is it? Uh, Reno Romano. Hmm. He, he's done like a ton of voice acting for like video games, and he did a couple of the other Batmans. I don't have a lot to say about this one. This is not like a show. I watched a couple episodes and was not my favorite. I would say. Yeah, Yeah, it's just an average Batman production. Yeah. Don't think I've seen it. It's very anime, like in that all the characters have fucking giant eyes. They do. Yeah, Uh, they do do something kind of cool with their villains and that, you know, they they did change the villain styles a little bit, which hadn't really like they stepped away from the mythos a little bit, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't actually know a ton about it. It's, it's got, like, the manic Joker sort of... I mean, he's half Joker, half hyena, right? Well, it's, no, he's the long-haired... They, they usually describe him as Monkey Man Joker because he's yeah, called over with the long that's sleeves it. and stuff. Also known as the worst Joker. Yeah, it's all... Yeah, I think we, yeah. we actually... I think we talked about that on the podcast at one point. Yeah. Where that's legit the worst interpretation of the Joker. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty um, terrible. Um, yeah, so... Like, but if yeah, you look up show, a picture of him, too, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, I really yeah. don't like that at all. Yeah. Um, the next one is one that, while I don't know if I could say it's my favorite, I enjoy the shit out of. It's pretty fucking fantastic. It's oh, Lego Batman. Yeah. No, <laughs> he's awesome. Definitely yeah. top five. I agree with that. Yeah. the uh, I am so excited for the Lego Batman movie. Uh, I may actually be more excited for the Lego Batman movie than I am for the solo Affleck Batman movie. Affleck. Yeah. Um, I, didn't, I, I haven't love. seen this. I have What's not that? seen the Lego movie what? yet. What? You've not what? seen Lego movie? No. Oh my, oh my god! Him. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna lose. But it's 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 uh, Diedrich Bader again, is it not? No, it's um. No. Oh no, it's a uh, uh, Job. Will Arnett. Yeah, it's yeah, Job's Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Yeah, it's, uh, it is. Yeah. He's fucking hysterical. Darkness. Yeah. Dead like, parents. Literally, the best part of that movie is the Lego check out these dogs. <laughs> no, seriously, he's amazing. Like he's so good at it. like. Yeah. If the bat, if Batman was ever going to be played by someone just for like the 
like to make the most dramatic Batman possible in the funniest way possible, Will Arnett pulled it off flawlessly. Yeah, yeah this is like perfect. the ultimate joke version of Batman, and it hits all the right notes all the time. And it's so you still love him for Batman yeah. because yeah. he is Batman, but just like but he's like the douchebag version of yeah. Batman. Yes, <laughs> he's Batman like yes. uninhibited. Yeah, he's, he's Batman and he's cool about it. Yeah, yeah. and he <laughs> like knows the, he's fucking cool about it, and that's the best part. He's the guy that like, he's the Batman incarnation that you'd be like go you'd go have beers with, and he'd be like that douche, be like, hey, you should. You should go puke on that girl. Just, just do it. Love it. I'll use one <laughs> of my bat. I'll use one of my smoke bombs, and we'll get out of here right after. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that uh, that's 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 on my like. It's super high on my priority list when that mm-hmm. movie comes out. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm super looking forward to that. Absolutely. And if, and if you liked uh, stuff like Clone High, it's the same people oh. who did that. Mm-hmm. Well, I did like Clone High, which is why I did that. Hmm? Clone Sorry, High was canceled too soon. Yeah, it was. just like Firefly. Too soon, Christy. Too soon, Christy. Firefly. Too soon. I'm getting teary again. I'm yeah. a leaf on the wind. Yeah. Watch out, I... guys. I'm going to cry. Take my love. Take my land. <laughs> oh. Take me where I can't. Podcast over. I'm bummed out. Oh, I should have worn that t shirt today. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, curse your sudden so... but inevitable betrayal. <laughs> I'm I'm getting, I met him once. Getting all misty over here. Ew. I miss oh, my Alan firefly. Hello. I've got a photo. I've got a photo with Alan today. It's just me and him, <gasps> and it, 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 I'm pulling a really goofy face because I always pull a goofy face whenever I meet someone of celebrity status. But I was looking at the photo, and I suddenly thought, you know what? It looks like he's lactating. So I'm not the fool in this photo. <laughs> Take that, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, yeah. I, met, uh, I met Nathan Fillion at Fan Expo one year. He's uh, he's pretty yeah. fucking awesome too. Yeah. So I'm so jealous. I'm afraid oh, if I met either of them, I'd just pee my pants. I'd be like when Troy met um, uh, Lavar Burton. Lavar Burton. Yeah. I never wanted to meet him. Oh, I just yeah. wanted a picture. You can't a- disappoint a picture. <laughs> We're going to have to do a podcast about community because that show is yeah, so fucking brilliant. So I know. Well, if I turn yeah. my screen around, Mark's now watching Community. It's the uh, episode where Pierce's dad dies because Jeff kills him because of Pride Hawthorne. Was. Oh, he's got the fucking ivory wig? Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. I love it. This fucking episode's hilarious. Oh, God. I love that Troy and Abed wear that wig when they're in their dreamatorium sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. I, I tangent. All right, so we totally sidetracked because we're now we're at what is my number one. Yeah, same here. The DC animated uh, universe Batman. So this is the Tim vs. Paul Dini Batman, voiced by Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy, uh, which is the voice I hear when I read Batman in my yep. head, uh, and probably will to the day I die. It's it's the voice I hear when I read erotic fiction, um, even when it's women know. speaking. <laughs> Especially yeah. when it's women speaking. <laughs> Especially. <laughs> Got those deep, throaty, gravelly voices. Yeah. It is a pretty amazing version, I will give you. Yeah, it's uh, he's definitely the best voice actor Batman by uh, any stretch. Oh, I, I, I would give – he's Mark my favorite Hamill? Batman, so. Mm. Um, yeah, when you paired him up with Mark Hamill's Joker, it's magic. Yeah, until yeah. you get to the killing joke and then it just – Kind of falls flat. Still haven't watched that. Uh, Need to get on it. Yeah, you really got to watch that, Tim. It's. Uh, uh, I don't think I've seen that one either, actually. I just came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, I, I hopped right on it. I'm a big fan of the book, uh, so I was excited to hear Hamill do do the monologue. He does he does an excellent job of like performing what is yeah. very stilted uh, Alan Moore comic book dialogue, pretty much verbatim the whole way through. Yeah. But it's still 
um, not quite written in the same cadence that he like Deanie and his team would write the Joker stuff in. Mm. Yeah. So it is a little stilted in spots, but yeah. it is it's really good. And it's always awesome to have those two guys uh, voicing those characters because it's so much like that's Batman in my head and that's the Joker in my head. And it yeah. probably always will be. Well, I'm just glad they recognized that it's talent enough to like bring them on for the video games. You know, that was, like, yeah, and that's they definitely could have made uh, a huge mistake in casting someone else. But Kevin Conroy was just like so universally just, re- like loved for that, that I think they made the perfect choice bringing him on for the franchise. They stuck to the right guns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They didn't Absolutely. try to, Which they didn't t- try like, something new in that way. Like we were talking about that earlier in the podcast about how, you know, why, f- you know, try to fix something when it's not broken. Um, and, you know, using characters that work. In another... I think a lot of the time, a lot of the time, it's sort of the ego of the directors, and they, they want to show their their version. It's like you don't really have your version set no. in your mind. You just want to try something different and put your name on it, and yes. hopefully, it sticks. Yeah, and it is to the true. point where, like, we and we were talking about the the DC animated movies before. Uh, when I hear there's a Batman movie and it's not Kevin Conroy, it yeah. goes, it falls way down my priority list in terms of yeah. I need to see it. Like, if Kevin Conroy's there, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, Even you get a little for thirteen seconds, like he is in Assault for Arc, uh, the the Suicide Squad movie, um, <laughs> like the animated one. Yeah, uh, he's in it, but he's in it for like thirteen seconds. Yeah, and, but it is Kevin Conroy's voice, and I was like, ah, well, I'm gonna watch it anyway because it's Kevin <laughs> Conroy back voicing Batman. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's a ton of stuff in these shows that's just like definitive Batman to me. So. And it's it's not just the animated series, which is awesome, but like he shows up in Superman. A, he's a huge part of both Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, yeah. Um, Although I definitely prefer the art style in this rather than what they did for you know they sort of tried to make it more in in step with what Superman was doing. Oh, so you don't you don't like the redesign, the season four redesign? No, I like the, the original. I like what they called it uh, the Dark Deco. Yeah, um, yeah. That it was. Like the way they did that, they instead of like when you're doing animation, normally you start on a white page yeah. and you you fill it out. They started on a black page, and um, you know had that as the background color, and that it just did something beautiful. That makes a surprising amount of sense for that show. I'm a I'm an avid collector of like comic book art books, so like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I have uh, a making of the animated series like coffee table book, like it's a huge like volume, and they taught they, there's stills from the like the of the animation and stuff like that and like the background paintings where they've clearly done it like exactly like how Stu described where it's on the black and building up the values to lighten it at that point like Mm -hmm. you're going black and then into light as opposed to it and it Mm -hmm. totally defines the look and feel of the show and they do get away from that like with the redesign that happened in like kind of what is this like season four and then going into like the justice league stuff um they get away from that a little bit so that, I mean, obviously when you're in justice league, you can't be, you can't have Superman against a like more or less pitch black background. Yeah. But it, it definitely kind of like that original art style is something pretty special. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I liked the, um, what what are they called? The, the, the 
sort of title credits that they'd have popping up and just like the the artwork that they did for those yeah. was always gorgeous yeah those are uh actually like if you go I'll, if you're ever over at the house you can come take a look at them but like in the book they have each of those on a whole separate sheet so like mm. totally blocked out and they're beautiful pieces of art so. I, w- I would love to get some like high-res copies of those i, l- I looked around online once for some high high-res versions and they, they just didn't exist there was um i'm trying to remember what con it was at it was probably fan expo it might have been nycc but it was some there was uh, a dealer selling the original paintings a couple Ooh. of them they were like ludicrously high price obviously yeah yeah so i i, I was i was priced out of them because uh, i was still in university at the time <laughs> but i i definitely was like i could if i had known i could have gotten a credit card <laughs> fresh and just bought one and never paid the credit card bill probably <laughs> <laughs> Default, just, default, default. Oh dear! Just take it and run. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> so that's that. And then yeah. the next, next on the list, uh, Christian Bale. I think that's going to be my number one. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, I've sat down a couple times and watched that trilogy all in one sitting, kind of thing, and they really like. I like his performance. It's a little over the top at a couple points, but no, you know, no, nothing's oh, perfect. Yeah. That voice, the voice he gets a lot of shit for, I think. Um, But it's definitely like, I don't think it's unrealistic where he would be trying to hide his voice that way. Yeah. So I never, it never bothered me. I always thought it was kind of funny when everybody was making fun of him for it. I'm like, what's he got to do? He's Batman. He's got to sound intimidating. And that sounds fucking intimidating to me. If I have a six foot tall guy in a bat suit and he's growling at me like that, I'm pissing myself. So yeah, Yeah. I think, I think it's actually a more intimidating voice than Batflex robot voice. Oh, agreed. Um, well, you know what? I think that Christian Bale just he sold Bruce and Batman together the best. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like his acting, he's such a good actor. Like he's just so he is so incredibly talented. But I'd never seen a Bruce Wayne that I liked as much as him, even though he was that macho bullshit. You know, like he was mm-hmm. the most charming and also the like least at the same time you know it was just it was a really good balance of characters it was a good flawed take on the character and that wasn't something that had been seen really in movies before that it was you know batman you know bruce wayne has a perfect life and then he also fights criminals at night but here you really fucking saw the toll that being batman took on the character on they emphasize um like they like this is the first movies like live action movies that emphasize Batman and Bruce Wayne as the main character as opposed to focusing on the villains like the Tim Burton yeah. series did. Yeah. So yeah. you really get a chance to kind of live with Bruce and struggle with him and like see him suffer through what's going on and like they do it a lot. You see how broken down he is in The Dark Knight Rises, uh how crushed he is by what's going on in The Dark Knight. Um like he plays it super well. So. Yeah, and and he's he's. I always get the feeling like maybe maybe I need to go back and watch the other ones, or the, the 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 earlier films. But I always got the impression that this is the Batman. For you know, Bruce is wearing Bruce is the mask. Batman is the real. Um, yeah. The, the the real mm. human being here. Well, that's always the uh, the like my like my take on it, and that's kind of the general take is that like at eight when his parents are killed in front of him, Bruce Wayne dies. And Batman's yeah. born. He just yeah, doesn't yeah, come yeah. up with a name for it until he's twenty-five. Yeah, but and I mean, in the other in the other films, I still felt like you know this is 
Bruce Wayne putting on a mask. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, I think in this particular one too, it did not touch camp. Like, oh, yeah. it was made to no, be not. the first Batman that was like a blockbuster smash in that it was like a, a it was a movie, you know, it, yeah. it wasn't trying to be. A, it, it was cinema. Yeah, it was cinema. That's the best way to put it. it. You went to watch those the same way you went to watch Lord of the Rings. Like, sure, Lord of the Rings was this thing for fantasy geeks everywhere. But at the same time, it was so well done and just so it lived so intensely and so really in its own world that you mm-hmm. believed what you were watching. Mm-hmm. I've never been more excited for a sequel in my entire life than walking out of Batman Begins when Gordon hands him the card and yeah. he flips it over and you realize yeah. that this super grounded, super dark Batman is going to go face to face with at that time. You didn't even know what was going on. They had cast Heath Ledger yet. Yeah. Nothing. You knew nothing, but you knew this Batman was going to take on the Joker next. And yeah. it was like, Oh, fuck. You're trying, to wrap, you're trying to wrap your mind around how can they actually do the Joker in this world that they've set up that is oh, so... And then, and then, like, obviously, they fucking knocked that out of the park. That's probably, yeah. to this day... The, what's the best Batman? Like, it's probably one of my favorite... It's one of my top three favorite movies of all time, but, like, well, it's well, the let's, best let's Batman just, movie. Let's just take a moment to remember that Heath Ledger, you know, posthumously, won an Oscar for That's that. Should. Like... That is cinema history right there. Um, just to, on a less intense note, the first time I saw um, that movie, I uh, had I had just gotten really sick because I've been working with kids all week at a camp, and I missed the second half of the movie because I was throwing up New York fries in the bathroom at the, the. You missed the second half of the Dark Knight. Yeah, and oh I didn't God. see it until like three years after. The, I came back in when the Joker was swinging oh. on the rope, oh. and I was like, oh my "No, God. I was just like sitting there, and I didn't want to leave, so I was like trying to discreetly throw up into this little like <laughs> New York fries cup." But it wasn't working. Oh, that's <laughs> that's brutal. I, had to, I still. I had to leave. I don't generally remember like watching a movie for the first time, but I have like a very vivid memory of sitting through the Dark Knight the first time and being just like completely fucking spellbound by how good like, this movie was. I I remember watching it in like the shittiest movie theater I've ever been inside, and you could only like the sound system was set up so poorly I could only hear like every third word of dialogue. Oh. Um, but I still. Was blown away by it. Yeah, no, we we went to we went to an IMAX screening the first time at uh, oh, at a midnight man. show, and like, holy shit, that was that was something else. It just was beyond what you expected. You know, everyone was kind of there was like that heightened intensity because the the trailers had been so dark, but you still sort of went in expecting a Batman movie, which yeah. was that up to that point. Well, I didn't even, like, when Batman Begins came out, I didn't even know that was happening. I had no clue. Like, it was nowhere on my radar. And then uh, I think I found, like, a copy of it one day in, um, like, a Fortino's uh, DVD bin for five bucks. I was like, Eric Eric was there with me. He's like, hey, have you seen this yet? I was like, no, I haven't. He's like, okay, pay the five dollars and treat yourself to something. Yeah. I uh, I was working at uh, a Cineplex in St. Catharines when, when Batman Begins came out and I was like vibrating. I was so excited for a new Batman movie that looked that earnest and that like accurate, at least like for feel anyway. And I was not disappointed. So, but yeah, the, the Dark Knight's my favorite of the three. 
by a long shot. And Tim, you yeah. walked away, so we haven't heard you talk for between those three movies. Yeah. Um, There's only one right answer. Yeah, I mean, Dark Knight I was really good. I think that Dark Knight Rises got a lot of flack, and I I enjoyed it a lot more than a lot of people seem to. I yeah, I never understood fair. the flack it got. No, um, I enjoyed it's because it, a lot. it wasn't Dark Knight. That's why. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really yeah, it's hard to live up to that. Yeah, um, it was. And Bane well, was such a like a, a weird Sean Connery. No, I loved him. I thought Tom oh. Hardy did a fantastic job. Yeah, I do personally, too. personally, I would like to actually see Tom Hardy play Batman someday. I'd like to see him in I any franch any of these franchises someday. I have no problem with him. I, as, Mad Max. I actually yeah, had somebody. I actually I had somebody. Uh, somebody recently. I can't remember who it was I, that I talked to, but the thought that uh, Tom Hardy played uh, Captain Boomerang in Suicide Squad. And I was like, yeah, I can see that. It looks, Jai Courtney looks very similar, but not the I, same guy. Well, there was, I'd a, like to there was s- a joke going around that Jai Courtney is uh, the, uh, the Tom Hardy you get when you can't get Tom Hardy kind of thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd like, to see, I'd like to see a Batman one day um, who isn't just, you know, some actor who's gone and worked out a shit ton and got ripped, but some, you know, maybe an actor who was, you know, just genetically is a large person. Um, so, you know, someone who isn't just the abs, but has got the physical immensity to just, you know, if this Batman takes a swing at you, your head's coming off sort of thing. So you and that brings, us, brings us to our next one, uh, which is Batfleck. Like, it's Ben Affleck <laughs> as Batman. And I know a lot of people give him shit, but, like, if you're going to talk about physical size, Ben Affleck's a six foot four, like, big, big guy. It's just you don't think of him as that way because he is Ben Affleck. <laughs> but he's the by actually there's a chart somewhere. Uh, he's the tallest Batman by four inches. Well, he might be tall, but I'm I'm talking like fit, you know wide across the chest, just naturally sort uh, of thing. Okay. It's like Tom Hardy is. Okay, yeah, I think he's like a little man though. Like he's only five ten. I'd so. be still. I'm, I you know they they have apple boxes for that. <laughs> I think Stu wants to see Vin Diesel Batman. Oh. <laughs> The Rock has Batman. Anybody been, uh, does anybody follow the Rock up? Batman? Yeah, sure. <laughs> has anybody, does anybody follow The Rock on Instagram? You brought this up know. before. What's that? You've brought this up before. Well, no, that's because I'm I'm a big fucking Rock fanboy. But um, <laughs> and this is there's a rumor going around. The Rock took a shot at his castmates in Fast and Furious Eight because um, they're filming it right now. And apparently, he was talking about Vin Diesel. Like he took a giant shit about how unprofessional Vin Diesel is <laughs> on Instagram. And like, what do you say? The rates the rock. Like, you gonna step up to the rock? No, probably not. Anyway, it's just it made me laugh because I was like, oh, Vin, Vin, Vin Diesel's Diesel, a little man too. Vin Diesel and the Rock would have an anime level kind of battle. Vin Diesel's <laughs> tiny. Like, he's only like I don't even think he's six feet. Yeah, but Rocky's, that'd be like Goku and Vegeta going at it. Maybe. The Rocky's <laughs> also like Roid Rage, six foot five. Like, yeah. So I'm saying Goku and Vegeta. <laughs> all right. It's just Kameha anyway. Meha all over New York City. Anyway, in terms, of, dirty. <laughs> in terms of Affleck as Batman, I don't think we've really seen him do... He should no. be number two. We haven't seen enough. Yeah, but I agree. I and agree. especially by the time you get... Like, when this what? this came out, was pre-Suicide Squad. Not that he's in Suicide Squad a lot. Um, but he's definitely... I think we need... I mean, he, he shows promise. He shows definite promise. Yeah. Um, and for what we have seen, it has been very good. Yeah. 
best part of Batman v Superman is the Batman stuff. Like definitely, yeah. Yeah. me, him, yeah. and uh, Jeremy Irons fucking kill it, and I'm so looking yeah. forward to that solo movie. You know what? I as much as he's taken shit like I, um, for uh, you know killing people on screen, I was okay with that. I was there was because there was one line that. Um, when he's talking to Jeremy Irons, it really sealed it for me. And Jeremy Irons is saying something to the effect of, you know, we, we can't become as bad as the people that we're fighting. And he kind of, Batfleck just looks at Jeremy Irons and says, we are, vil- we, we are criminals. Yeah, we were always criminals. We, we've always been criminals. You can't get around that. And it's that right there was like, okay, you know, Batman kills people. Maybe this is setting the stage for Batman and Superman getting together and sort of um, playing off each other to to the point where it's like you know what we should stop killing people we you know that form the Justice League and become something that is more than ourselves and if we're going to do that we got to stop killing people if they go that route I'm happy. But first, cinematically, there's a Batman level has, event that needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. Cinematically, though, Batman has notoriously killed a lot of people in his movies. <sighs> no, he just knocked them out, guys. They all got up again. Yeah. Uh, they're he okay. Attached, in Batman that's, Returns, that's he attaches wrote- a bomb to a guy and throws him into the sewer, and then it explodes. That guys, fucker is dead. No, no, no. That's why they in wrote the- that song. I get knocked down. Batfleck is up again. Ain't never gonna keep me down. I get knocked down. Batfleck's up again. Ain't never gonna keep him down. Well, there's oh dear. Well, the one thing that I like um, in Dark Knight when he's uh, rushing on the bat pod. And he's like blowing up cars to sort of get go save Rachel. And there's like those two little kids who happen to see like this happening. I'm sitting there kind of wondering, what if someone's in one of those cars? Did he <laughs> well, not no, just sure. kill someone? I mean, you know, this in this they just showed the um, the, the uh, what's yes. that word? Yeah. Well, it's the same thing at the beginning of the new movie. You know, with. Batman versus Superman, when all of those buildings are falling, and like Superman never stops to think about the hundreds of thousands of people yeah. he killed. They take a lot of shit for that in that movie, and I'm always like, he is fighting, he's new to being Superman and fighting somebody who is a trained soldier, and a lot of them. So, yeah. like, I can talk about Man of Steel, like all the people that got killed. The real, like. It wasn't Superman that killed them. No, it's not Superman that killed yeah. him. It's like an extinction level event happening on the planet. And he saved most of like, yeah. he saves a lot of people by stopping what happened. But if you so think about it, it's such a weird, like, we're going to take a shit on him because like a bunch of buildings got destroyed. Well, if you get two guys with that level of power beating the fuck out of each other in a building, buildings are coming down. But I, I, appreciate yeah. I appreciate they finally like actually put some, some weight on Contact. that cataclysmic events. You know, these things that happen in movies they finally like looked at a bit of a darker side and were like, oh, right, we should probably acknowledge these, you know. Yeah, because it took them darkness. 12 movies in the MCU to really do that, too, because they don't really talk about the amount of death that like the Avengers incur in the first movie or what happened in yeah. uh, Sokovia mm-hmm. in Age of Ultron until uh, Civil War. And that's obviously the impetus for that movie to start. Yeah. But like... Yeah. They, um, it's not something they really covered in anything else, but I thought Man of Steel. I mean, they took shit for it in the movie, but they, I think, using it as the basis for the conflict in Batman v Superman was that was very smart. Was very smart. Yeah. 
Um, I will say this, though, just in regards to this list, just before we go to the last one, um, this is what really bothers me. I don't think I don't I don't agree with this list at all because they just say, like, you know, Batfleck versus Batbale really deserve spots on this list since they're both great for somewhat different reasons. But Batfleck gets a second spot because he's more recent. <laughs> Screen yes. Rant's not overwhelmingly known for their high quality journalism or anything like that. It's not exactly. No. <laughs> uh, Will you please sponsor Dance Robot Dance? Yeah, yeah we need a sponsor. <laughs> so we, maybe Screen, we can be the official podcast of Screen Rant. We'll take a shit all over your yeah, we'll website. And then we'll rant money, about please. your screens. We'll um, keep you honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just, I just really, I hope that our audience doesn't think we agree with this list. Is what I'm saying. I know we've said it a few times that we haven't, but I particularly just don't think that this was put together with much, like. Although I do, I do like that they've managed to put together a pretty cohesive list in terms of what Batman's there have been. Because I had no idea there was a 1940s Batman. Oh, yeah. That that's that's a secret shame. They don't talk about that one much. (laughs) Yeah, that's it's it's so. Like viciously racist, it's kind of hard to get through at this point. It's the uh, song of the South of the DC universe. Yeah, it really is. There's some like bat babies everywhere. Yeah, pretty much bat tar babies. Uh, I wasn't gonna say it. You had to, didn't you? I'm still waiting for him to start singing to you. To be honest with you, I'm too tired. (laughs) So you might throw up. Anyway, I I need to head out in the next like five minutes. Well, then we should move on to... Uh, so number one on the list yeah. is the... Uh, I think we spoiled this already. But. Yeah, we've talked about it a couple times. Is the Arkham series uh, Batman. Yeah. So that's the Batman from... Uh, the Arkham series. Arkham, Arkham series. So Arkham Asylum, Arkham, Arkham City. Arkham, City. Uh, Arkham Knight. Oh, well, Arkham Origins and then Arkham Knight uh, yeah. is the most recent entry into the franchise. Um this is my favorite game series of all time at this point. Uh, I still remember playing Arkham Asylum and realizing that they had given me a perfectly, totally functional Batman simulator mm. and being incredibly happy with every aspect of the game. Um, and I probably played it like at Mario levels of replaying, like we're all just go mm-hmm. back and mm-hmm. sit through the first, especially, especially city. Now I've gone back through, a half dozen times since it's come out. It's obviously everything's voiced by like most of the voice actors from the animated series come back. So it's Kevin Conroy voiced Batman, Mark Hamill, Joker. Uh, The story's well-written. The story for Arkham Asylum and I believe city are both written by Paul Dini or co-written by Paul Dini. So the story is excellent. Um, And there's just, there's just so much in it to see sort of sink your teeth into. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, they did a phenomenal job on that. Yeah. Uh, I should play these someday. You really you should. I, Tim, I can't believe yeah. you haven't played these, man. These are like... You can get City for yeah, Wii U, I'm pretty sure. They all came um, out while, while I was in fucking grad school, and I wasn't playing a whole lot of games uh, in grad school. Yeah. See, when um, when Arkham Asylum came out, I just bought my PS3 at the time, mm-hmm. um, and I was you know sort of looking around at what... Uh, they had like the, the demos sort of things going on. And um, I saw, you know, an Arkham game. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll download this, see how this goes. Played through it, was just blown away by it, and then kind of thought, oh, man, how long am I going to have to wait till I, you know, can play this? Then, you know, it's got this little video at the end that's the trailer for the game, and then it has the release date. The release date was the next day. <laughs> oh, you're lucky. I waited years for this game. Oh. <laughs> uh, I just remember no, I playing was... through it and just being like so excited by how dark it was. 
Uh, it's uh, it's very uh, comic accurate in terms of the way the world works for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all Batman works best for me as like a slightly heightened reality. Um, once you start throwing him in, and that's where I get like weird, where he starts being included in stuff like in Batman v Superman, where he's butted up against these superhero characters, like these superpowered characters. That's where I start kind of like, and eh, this isn't exactly working for me. But where he's just like a guy in a city. Um, taking on these monster gangs. freaks and gangs. Yeah, that's where I'm like, this is Batman to me, and mm-hmm. you start adding those layers of like stuff, like characters like the Joker or Clayface or Mister Freeze, where it's just a little bit like kind of dark sci-fi to it. Yeah, and then yeah. that's fantastic Batman to me, and they hit all those notes in all of these games. Everything's great. The gameplay is fantastic. Um, I just love that. Yeah, the character development to me was just awesome because yeah. they they touched on so many villains, but made them, you know, just so like accurate to their own de- like dark depictions. Like their Harley Quinn and their Two Face were amazing. The well, two, I always I always felt like Two Face never got given quite the amount of time that I wanted him to be given in those games. He like, should have been in more, but for yeah. the time that they did give him. He was like, I mean, their Catwoman, their Penguin, everyone. It's just, it was all so, it was just so well done. Yeah. So I haven't played the games, but I have read the comics that have been based on the games. Don't ask me why. Um, but uh, <laughs> I will say everything? this. It, I mean, it seems like a pretty good depiction overall. It seems like, in my opinion, this is the worst Penguin that has ever existed is the Penguin from the Arkham series. Mm. He's pretty bad. Uh, they they use him more. Uh, the, there's there's a little bit of like controversy about like Arkham Origins, where it's not developed by the Rocksteady team that did Asylum City and Night, mm-hmm. um, and they use the Penguin really heavily in that uh, game. And it is pretty. It's a weird take. It's very like kind of Guy Ritchie, kind of Cockney, Cockney. Um, yeah. yeah. One and it's probably the only yeah you're probably right it's probably the only villain where I, I feel like they didn't quite nail it because obviously this is like Joker's Hamill so it's and, and it's a much more mature take on that animated version so he's a, a much darker Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, they hit Mister Freeze like they obviously let Paul Dini just write the shit out of it because it plays exactly the way it should play like an animated series episode. Um. Two Face. I mean, they don't use him a lot, but he's well played as like a gang leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the Penguin's probably the weakest one of the bunch. I always i i preferred this uh, this Penguin to the um, animated like early '90s TV show Penguin. You know, voiced by Paul Williams, who wrote Rainbow Connection. Hey. Um, <laughs> Super as much as about I, Rainbow Connection, guys. As, as much as I like that song, that is not Penguin. <laughs> No, it's Frog. It's Kermit. Get your story straight. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm very tired. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's the list. Um, we're 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 running very long. So. Yeah. Um, so we can kind of like wrap this up now. Um, maybe if you guys want to shoot us your favorite incarnation, like our, our yeah. lovely listeners, hit our Facebook page up, and you can shoot us your favorite incarnation of the Batman. Um, we were going to do, we had a bunch of stuff we were going to talk about, but I think we can kind of <laughs> leave it at Another that. Time. Uh, yeah, we, we'll, we'll we come back. I definitely think with Tim and I on a podcast, we'll probably talk about Batman at some other point. Maybe we'll get into the uh, the more comic book side of Batman uh, 
at a different time. Um, so is everybody, are we good to go? I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think so. Should, should we all say I'm Batman together? <laughs> right now? <laughs> yes, just do let's do it. One long, yeah. right. End it on this. So one, two, three. I'm Batman. I'm, I'm Batman. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes and or Stitcher. Uh, give us a like on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast. Follow us on Twitter at DRD underscore podcast, or you can send us an email with your thoughts at dance Ro- or sorry, at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com. I see you were trying to write an email. Do you need help with that? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Clippy's coming back. <laughs> All right. See y'all later. Later, guys.